What is up, YouTube? Welcome in to another edition of Bucky and BK live on Texas Sports Unfiltered and on the free Texas Sports Unfiltered app. Today is Thursday, December 7th, 2023, and the Buck and I are with you for the next two hours. Plenty to get into today. It is a Buck on and Buck off Thursday. We'll have a few of those Another edition of Throwback Thursday as we'll take a look at one of the best viral internet clips of all time. We've got some Texas basketball to talk about as the Longhorns got shocked last night in Milwaukee. Some NFL awards odds to get into a big trade in Major League Baseball. Some news regarding the future of Texas OU and so much more. We are jam-packed on a Thursday. What's going on, Buck? Uh, everything is going fantastic, BK. How about yourself? You feeling good? Feeling good. Feeling great. How are you? I am doing wonderful, man. Feeling good. wonderful. Another great day to be alive. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm not sure if there's such a bad day to be alive for us. No, no, no. no not for me. There isn't. I, every day is every day. I am blessed every day, I believe. So let's just can let's continue the streak. Let the streak continue. And uh, good morning to the soldiers at Fort Cavazos, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you for what you do. It is appreciated to you and your families, and thank you to your families for sharing you with us. We wouldn't be able to do what we do without you, and we appreciate it every day. Thank you, and be careful, please. Amen. You've got your computer tilted down a little extra today. Is that because you want people to see the Bethlehem Steel hoodie you're rocking? Look at that. I'm rocking Steel City. That's right. From whence I came, from is where I grew up in the city of Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Is, you know? Is that because the Steelers are playing on Thursday night football tonight? That's a different area of the state, and that steel was no good. It was not like Bethlehem Steel. That steel, I think they went under a little sooner than Bethlehem. Bethlehem Steel was one of the last ones to go under. And when they I went think- under, they went under hard, man. That, that was something. I worked in the steel mills for nine months. And then I called it quits. Not nine years or 90 years, nine months. And the bar said, I'm not doing this for a living. Are you mm. kidding me? This seems <laughs> like work, like uh, real work. Yeah, it does. And it I'm was. sorry to hear that Bethlehem Steel has fallen under. That is breaking news to all of us. Really? You guys are just learning that? Yeah. Haven't you been did, you didn't up. even know that. You probably thought the steel mills were still pumping out the, the I-beams and everything else. I used to be beam yard bucked. I worked in the beam yards. I used to chain up big I-beams from one position to the other. So I'd go with a hook, get to the end. There'd be another guy on another hit. The the, uh, the cranes above would walk us over to the next pile. We'd pile them up, go uh-huh. back. That was it, man. That was good. That was a good living at that time. Most those guys are already making $20, $25 an hour mm. and living to be 43. Yeah. That's you know? a good living, huh? 20 to 25 bucks an hour. And lived to be 44 years, 45 years old. That was it. God. Life expectancy. Yeah, that was you take that check, take that nice big check that you'd get and head off to the strip club. You could cash your check right at the bar. It was great. Yeah, was great times. What type of talent? Bank. What type of talent was at the Bethlehem strip club back in oh, the day? It was like it was like the back room of somebody's house. Was, <laughs> I'm serious. There was one up on a hill that was. Like it was, it was somebody's house. How many C sections were there? Oh, six, seven of them at a time, man. It was Gross. great. Living was great, man. 
One more st- uh, one more question about the steel mills. Did there happen to be any jet fuel at those steel mills back in the day? No, man. Listen, I worked at my one of my first gigs was before I went to college was I was in charge of the the blast furnace where guys are going to when they went to clean them. I made twenty dollars an hour, and all I was to do was sit there on a chair and make sure nobody flipped up the switch because there were guys inside working. Okay. It seemed like there could have been an easy way, but. I had a guy, I had a, a, a manager of the deal say come in there and he wanted to turn the switch on. I said, nope, you're not the guy. He goes, <laughs> you see this hat that I'm wearing? I'm like, I don't care. I was told there were two people that could do that. The president of the steel and this other m- manager. And you're not one of them. And That's I like, it. nope, you need to get out. You can't flip that switch. on." I said, there are guys in there working. You would blow them up. That thing, oh. that heat, the heat would come on and they'd be dead. I said, I'm getting paid for this. That's why I'm sitting here. See this chair? I just sit here and watch the switch and tell people, get out. That actually sounds like the best job in the world. You're making 25 bucks an hour to just push a button. I didn't push the button. I wasn't allowed to let anybody touch the button. Huh. But you pushed the button. No, I couldn't touch it. I just, oh, you I, couldn't even touch it. No, no, no. It was a switch. It was like a light switch that would turn on the, the blast furnace there. And the guys were in there cleaning it. And so... If somebody came in here just jacked around thinking it was a light switch and hit the switch, yeah. dead, dead people, dead yeah. men, instantly dead. Great, so Lewis. My job was to lie, there was only two people that I could that could control that, and I anybody else that thought that he could come in there, and, and actually they weren't even allowed in the room. It was like you, you, you out. No, man, no. All right. Well, before we get into Texas basketball today, and I'm going to try to push that conversation back as long as we can, because wow. Yikes. Uh, today is a very special anniversary for you, Buck. 27 years ago today. I'll just show you the video first. No question what's about to happen. Feebing, number 58. On a roll. Going to throw it. Got it wide open, baby. Derek Lewis in a foot race. And Jamal Williams has got him at the 10-yard line. What a call. You can't ever, ever. And that would have been a horse collar in the football today, even right there, the end of that play, right? Yeah, I guess so. Can't I, tackle I a guy like that any longer. I don't know how many Texas fans cared about uh, the no. extra half the distance to the goal they could have gotten there. I but, didn't care. Yeah. I only cared that James Brown. Why did you throw it, James? You could have run it. Don't don't dare throw that ball. Run Great decision. First, run first. Throw at the very latest. I mean, all the way to the bitter end. Don't throw. Don't you throw that ball. But he did. The guy was so – Derek Scott was so wide open. Roll yep. left. That was the name of the play. Roll left. 27 years ago today, Texas beat the two-time defending national champion Nebraska Cornhuskers to win the very first Big 12 championship game. And, of course, the Longhorns just won their last Big 12 championship game this past weekend. We were a bit I, of an underdog. Yeah, a bit of an underdog. Well, look, James Brown was the guy who came out to the media before the game and was like, oh, why can't we beat them by three touchdowns? So yeah, we were a 21-point underdog, yeah. If you're going to have the gall and the balls to say that, you better step up and make some plays. And he made the biggest play of the game in that spot. They were, I think they were the two-time defending national champs at that time. Yeah. Scott Frost. Oh, yeah, not the, the coach. Frost. Yes, not that coach, not the coach that – if he, was, if he was coaching that team, Texas would have won by 40. Oh, yeah, for sure, because that dude would have been at the golf course somewhere when they were supposed to be practicing. 
<laughs> no, that was a, that was a fun game. It was a game that was um, you know, that, that game was played in St. Louis. I forget the name of the place, the Trans World Dome or some place in St. Louis. Transgender Dome? No, I don't I don't know what it was called. Trans something dome. Hmm. In St. Louis. That was where the first Big 12 championship was and it was it was a fantastic day, man. It was a great locker room scene afterwards. We we everybody knew that we knew we could win. We just knew that we couldn't give them the ball back at the end. There was no way. I don't care if that was fourth and eight. We had to go for it. If we given them the ball back, it was over. They were they were on a little mini roll at that time. Trans World Dome, yes. According to our man CB. Yeah, let me ask you this. I mean, what was the feeling like going into that game, the week of the game, the day of the game? I mean, were you guys as confident as James Brown was that you could actually go in there and knock off Nebraska? Yeah, I mean, the, the practices were like that. Everything leading up to it was like that. We didn't have a we didn't have a bad practice leading up to that championship game. Every practice was crisp. Everybody was on key. You know, there weren't, you know, we didn't straggle around. We didn't lollygag. Every every movement that we made during the course of that week, you know, to prepare for that game was on par. It was with everything that you wanted to, as a coach to see out of your players. You know, the way they handled themselves, the way they they went from drill to drill. It was real professional. It was it was great. I mean, and you know, being there in St. Louis, going there, you know. There, there was you, you never worried it, it wasn't like we hadn't been on trips together we had been on trips it was the end of the season it was a game that you know we just felt like we could win the game and and you could just tell because everything that we did leading up to the game was good because after that game I think that was the one we went on to play in the Fiesta Bowl and got hammered by Penn State we don't have to talk about that one yeah, we got we got tallywhacked by those dudes oh. I mean but that game itself was fun. That's that's the game I said Ricky played the best game that I'd ever seen him play. And yeah. that and that play right there was part of it. I mean, diving, you know, he was a fullback on that. And he ended up going not only inside, but if you replay that, you'll see him come back again into the backfield to make sure as James rolled out to to get a second block. So it was it was it was special, you know. And by the way, Priest Holmes was great at going over the top. So everybody thought that that dude was for that yard that he was going to go over the top mm-hmm. because we had done that forever with him. I mean, that was his, that was his forte short yardage, getting that yards, catapulting himself over the line. You know, he had done it time and time again, and they, they were ready for it. Yeah. I'll show the play one more time. So people Sorry. can see what, uh, what you're talking about here. Here we go. No question. It's about to happen. Phoebe, number 58. Oh, there were some good players on that. There were some good players. Yeah, throw that flag. Hey, Get Big a... 12 refs. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. They were that horse bad collar. even in year one? No, there was no horse. Good. That's You could tackle guys that way then. Yeah. You could tear their knees up. Nobody cared. Oh, Jump on man. the back of them. Yeah, that was uh, – man, we practiced that play all the time. We, we That was just one that was – that was just for the right moment right there. You know what that was very similar to? Oh, big fat ass catches touchdown again. That was, that was the play right there. Roll left was very similar to the goal line fake where Sark throws it to the defensive tackles for touchdowns. And it worked. And it worked. Yes, it did. Suckers. Yep. Suckers, Oklahoma State. You fell for that, really? You actually <laughs> fell for that? You're so mad that they scored a touchdown on that oh, play. No, they didn't even need that touchdown. They had already scored enough touchdowns. 
Hey. They didn't need that one. It was only 14 to 7 at the time. They did need that one. Come they on, gonna, man. They were going to score plenty more. We had to have roll left. Yeah, you did. You did. You did. You brought up Priest Holmes, nine carries, 120 yards, and three yeah. touchdowns in that game. How about yeah. that stat line? I think he had Priest. a 50-yarder in that game, too. His longest was a, a long run. Yep. Yeah, he went off in the uh, Caitlyn Jenner Dome back there. And James Brown, a career-high 353 yards on 19 of 28 passing. So, once again, if you're going to talk the talk, you better walk the walk. And the cajones on James Brown to say what he said. And then, uh, yeah, he went out there and delivered a masterful performance to Texas to uh, win the first. That was truly taken out of context, too. That was like, why can't we win by 21? It was not. He never said it first. Nobody jumped at, you know, somebody said that they're a 21-point underdog. And all he said was, why can't we win by 21? It wasn't like, hey, we're going to win. He never said we're going to win. He said, why can't we win? That doesn't really feel like it was taken out of context. Like, I don't know. You say something like that, even now, it's going to be taken as, oh, he thinks they can win by 21. No, he never said that we could win by it, but he never said that we could. He never even said we could. He said, why can't we? Why can't Mm -hmm. we do it? I mean, nobody believes we can. Those guys are pretty good. And they were pretty damn good. Now, that was a group. First conference loss for Nebraska in 31 games. Texas had 503 yards against what had been one of the best defenses in college football for years. Where does that rank, Buck? I mean, you've got a ton of great football memories, both as a player and as a coach. But where does just that game and maybe more specifically roll left rank amongst your uh, your favorite football moments of all time? Well, it's it's got to be in the top, probably the top three or four. There's no doubt about it. I mean. The miracle pass in Miami when I was at Boston College, that was – that's still on on top. That's just yeah. – that was just unbelievable because th- there was going to be a lot of explaining to do how we had scored that many points against the University of Miami and that defense and that great offense that they had, and we were going to – and we are going to lose the game. That was the deal. It was like – I don't even know how to explain that to our players. That was such a dogfight. We scored this many, but how do, how do we lose until that – so that play? And I was – you know, they, they don't roll the tape, but – as I was, I was starting to walk towards the locker room as Flutie was rolling out. I was on my way. I was walking that way. I'm like, first of all, there's no way this cat is going to throw this ball 70 yards, 60 some yards in the air into the end zone, you know? Yeah. And he did. And as I was rolling, then I ended up being a part of the dog pile at the end too. There you go. There late. There's some films that you can see me jumping in into the pile late, but it was, it was just amazing. And then, and then you go back, and as I told you, is to watch that play and to watch my full bo- fullback, Steve Strahan, who leaves the backfield. He was supposed to be one of the escorts for Flutie, making sure nobody you know, got to him. He took off and went down there, and as the Miami players started to jump, he undercut like two or three of them. They never got to the height of their jump, and the ball went right over the top of those guys, right into Gerard Phelan's hands mm. for a touchdown. So. That was, uh, I guess that was kind of similar to what, what we saw. There There was a uh, Hail Mary last week in the NFL where someone just got pushed, you were telling me, just got shoved. I mean, it was a penalty all the way. And generally, you don't call penalties on that. It's like a free-for-all. Yep. Dude, this was the ultimate free-for-all. You don't go and cut guys' legs out from under when they jump. He cut and he got like three of those guys in the air. So they never got to the height of their jump. They just start, you know what I mean? They just, just straws going down. And that ball went right over the top of them and right into the, to his hands. So that locker room scene was nuts there. Oh yeah. That was just amazing. That was a good Miami team too. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's, really, that's really fair that that's number one, right? I mean, roll left yes. is like a top five moment for Texas fans, but that Doug Flutie Hail Mary, you could argue, is like a top five college football moment of all time. Yes. It's just, it's, it's so cool to me that you were there. I mean, even if you were just there as a fan, it'd be an awesome story. But the fact that you were on the sideline to witness that thing firsthand, I mean, yeah, that's like an iconic college football play. Well, that, that got him into that, that got him into the high. That got him into that was the Heisman moment because you know as, as that started to go on you know we we had played a, our final you know we had we had played games like playing holy cross at the end of the season that was our sec 11th game deal where we'd play them i mean but every game you know flutie was you know i think after the holy cross game flutie went out of there in a limo you know headed towards new york mm. i mean so it was it was nuts and to be around that to be around that player for those years i mean doug flutie only the other position he played was he was my punt returner he was like the backup punt returner in, in those days. He never played another position. And and the way he got and, – and it's kind of full circle because he got to play against, you know, North Carolina against Mac Brown when Mac Brown was at North Carolina. And the only reason he played was because the starting quarterback had gone through a drill. It wasn't my drill. It was Tom Coughlin. You know, the smart guy, Tom Coughlin, had the quarterbacks run and they'd run around their arm and go the other way and then they'd run around their other hand – well, this kid jammed his thumb into the ground, the quarterback, and dislocated his thumb. Mm. And Flutie was like the only one left. And Flutie ended up playing quarterback, and that was history. That was that was the end of that. That kid wow. never got that position back, and Flutie became the quarterback of BC for the next four years. Wow! And so it was, it was amazing. He was he was never really recruited by anybody. Harvard recruited him. That was the the, the class that that Hail Mary was the class that had like eight NFL players. You know, Fred Smurlis. Mike Ruth. I mean, it had, you know, we had the Outland Trophy winner that was the following year was on the team. Fred Smurlin's played forever for the Buffalo Bills. I had two running backs, three running backs, uh, Troy Strafford, Kenny Bell that played for the Denver Broncos, and Steve Strahan that played for the Raiders. I had three running backs that nobody wanted. Nobody recruited those kids. Boston College took them, and, you know, we ended up winning. And then we ended up playing in the, you know, playing the Cotton Bowl. Yeah. One year, two on Flutie's. Flutie's uh, last year, we ended up playing in the Cotton Bowl. And then for Texas, that that win, we ended up playing a Fiesta Bowl. Now, we won the Cotton Bowl, and that was the coach at Houston's final year, the old guy. Um, I forget his name. Right? 84, it was – wasn't Jenkins. That was the guy who came in next, the goofy guy. But it was an old dude. At the University of Houston? At the University of Houston, Yes. Old timer. I got nothing on that one, Chief. In his, in his final. There you go. Well, and that was a and that was a great time for for Boston fans because that was one of those times where, you know, when we came up for the bowl game, we spent a week because we wanted to get out of the weather in Boston. It was like forty degrees here, and we thought we were in Miami. <laughs> there the weather in January. And, oh, and, what in Dallas for the Cotton oh, Bowl? Oh, we did all these things. We went to Bunker Bunker Hunts Ranch, and I mean, it was a great trip. We stayed at the Anatole. That's mm-hmm. where we spent our week in the Anatole. That place was like being in a castle for, you know, during the course of the week. You didn't have to leave that place 40, de- 40 degrees. But our guys, you know, we had short sleeve shirts on, no jackets. Uh, great. Awesome. It was great times. Uh, yeah, that was those two. And then I have to say my very first time of uh, Texas versus Oklahoma going down the ramp was those are my top three probably. Really? Yes. And, and Ricky's first game in Hawaii. Yeah. Ricky's first first college game where he just tore him up. Was that University the game where he was trying to sit with his family midway? Yeah, that, yeah, that was that was the hey, can I go sit in the stands with my mom? And I'm like, dude, 
No, we're playing the game still going on. Yeah, but we got them, coach. It's over with. Look, my mom is right there. Can I go up? I said, like, in your uniform? He said, yeah. Can I take my shoulder pads? I'm not going back in. He said, can I go sit up there? I said, what if something happens to somebody and you got to go back in? He said, I'll just jump back down. She was right at the rail there. It was he and Sean Mitchell. Their parents were there. And both the two wanted to go sit with their families. And that was it. What's more disrespectful, doing that? Like you're a player in a football game that's still going on and you hop into the stands to sit with your family or doing what Dak Prescott did on Thanksgiving where he's eating a damn Thanksgiving meal on the sideline during the game. Well, the meal is worse to me because, I mean, nobody sees what what those two clowns are asking me to do. Now, the worst is when we played at the Super – at the the Dome in, uh, in New Orleans when we played University of Houston and Sean Mitchell's buddy was standing beside me on the sideline and asked, is he done for the day? Are you going to put him back in the game? I'm like, what? Well, like, who are you? His buddy comes out and he, he's standing on the sideline of the Texas Houston game at the Astrodome. And he's asking me, is Sean done for the day? Are you going to, Hey Bucky, you're going to put him back in the game. I'm like, what? Like, who are you? What, do you have a prop bet on the over no, for I don't Sean know. Yes, Mitchell? Street, yes, dude had street clothes on. Standing beside. <laughs> I'm like, how did you get here? So he goes back. He jumps back up on the wall, goes back to his seat. I'm like, my God. They would have guys in handcuffs these days beating, beating them down for that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can't rush the field anymore, man, even for an XFL game. One of my good buddies did that in Arlington at an XFL game, and he had to spend the night in the no. uh, old – Ballpark in Arlington Jail. I Come guess. on, man. Under the stadium, they've got like some cells down there, and he had to spend the night down there for rushing the field for an XFL game. He was trying to hang out on the sideline with the players and coaches and talk to the guys, and he got got, and they were not very forgiving. So, Oh, my goodness. That yeah, guy I got it, lucky. Bill Yeoman, I guess, is the name. Bill Yeoman. There it is. Coach Yeoman. Billy our guy, Yeoman. Our guy Perry from uh, Goodstock. Thank Tom you, Perry. This morning. Appreciate that. Bill Yeoman. Yeah, that was Bill Yeoman's last year of coaching. Yep, 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 yep. There you go. So uh, 27 years ago today, roll left. Texas beat Nebraska in the first ever Big 12 championship game. It was actually Texas's third straight conference title. Of course, the previous two had come in the Southwest Conference. This one had come in the Big 12. Got that ring. Got that ring, too. But uh, you got That's the only Southwest with like eight other eight other teams Did in the you- conference. Did you uh, empty out your golf bag this weekend? You were no, talking I about. I haven't done it yet. All right. You've got to uh, find that inaugural Big 12 title ring. Man. Or I've got to go ahead and pay the 1200 bucks and get one. Well, you see one online or something? Where do you oh, see no, it? I can call whatever is whatever Balfour or wherever, whoever did the rings. I can, mm. I've, got, I've been in touch with the person that I can get it. Then they told me the price tag on it. 1200 bucks? Yes. That ring is. Well, maybe it's considered an antique now, and you got to pay more for vintage stuff. But God, that feels hefty. Doesn't it feel hefty? And, yeah. and you know, there's a certain amount that you can only pay for stuff. You know, rings and things like that. You know, when those kids go to bowl games, that's not limitless. And the rings that you see, let me help you. Those aren't real diamonds that you see in college guys' rings that look real good. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got a few of those different rings. If I don't lose them. Those aren't real diamonds. I don't know what it what's what it's called, but it ain't real. Even they're, now? No, they're not real diamonds. You can't. What do you think? The only diamonds that are real are professional rings like the Super Bowl, the NBA championship, yeah. soccer, things like that. Those are real. 
college, college, there's a, a spending limit that you can have per player. I don't know, maybe NIL deal. Maybe that's all changed too. But they're not going to give a, a $30,000, $40,000 ring for a championship to a player. Hell, Mac Brown was giving them out like candy for the Alamo Bowl and stuff like that. You, any bowl they went to, they got a ring. Right. Right. And Max logic was, you know, Hey, you've got money in this ring. You go sell this at some point down the road. If you ever need some money, hopefully you don't, hopefully you can hold on to this forever, but just in case you need a little extra cash, then, Hey, here you go. This is going to help you get out of a jam. No bowl trips were, were cool for coaches and players. You, you, you know, as I said, the sun bowl was always the best BK. They took care of the families, the the little kids, because I had a bunch of them at that time, got the jerseys of the bowl with their names on the back. You know, every yep. time we, because I, I've gone, I'd gone to a lot of them. There was all the years I coached. There's probably two years that I didn't go to a bowl. I never went to a bowl as a player at Boston College. Mm-hmm. We were that independent. Sounds, that sounds like current day Boston College. Yeah, never not going to bowls. They're going this year. They've won six. They've got a new leader there. They'll be. They're in a bowl. I don't know what it is. Maybe they're in Shreveport with Tech. <laughs> no that's cal who's playing uh texas tech oh, in the- and you know what and aaron Rodgers is not happy about that no well aaron Rodgers probably thinks cal should be in the playoff this year that dumbass that yeah, guy the, is- uh, radiance technologies independence bowl texas tech versus cal wow yeah that's on day one of bowl season great year tech. way to go <laughs> they were supposed to be very special oh uh, you know where were. boston college is playing in its bowl game Someplace in Florida? In Boston, at Fenway. Oh, no, that's right. Then that's not the first game. They better get that going before it gets to – it's already cold there. What am I talking It's December. December 28th, and they're oh, playing man. SMU. We got to get a wager between Chip Brown, who, of course, went to SMU, and you. The we need a ponies, wager on this game. The ponies are ponies. coming to Fenway Park. What the a, act champions. What a dump. What Fenway? a dump of a bowl game. Fenway's a dump for a football game. You mean no. it's barely a good enough park to see a baseball game in? I've never been. That's still on my sports bucket oh, list. Oh, you got to go to there. Yeah. Every oh seat God. every seat is a bad seat, so enjoy that. I got to sit on top of the monster, though, right? Yeah, you got to get up in that area, sure. Because hey, anything behind home plate, there's nothing but a pole. Yeah, obstructed view seating. Hey, Double D, thank you very much. There you go. Nice $10 super chat from Double D this morning trying to help you pay for your Get that replacement ring. Inaugural Big 12 championship ring. Hopefully you find it in your golf bag so you don't have to spend. So the first time I lost that that ring is I I I looked all over for the ring and then I recall myself throwing some trash away and at the time, I don't know, I must have had some other transient whatever going on and my fingers were all skinny and stuff and I threw the trash away. And I'm, and it took me like two days. I'm like, did that ring ever really come off when I threw the trash into the trash can? I went and checked, and there it was. Mm. This time, I was at River Place Golf Course. I was getting ready to play a round of golf. I generally take my ring and put it in a certain spot. But for some odd reason, I don't remember where the spot was. So I'm thinking, did I put it in the bag? Did I put it in the golf cart itself, which I really seldom ever do, is take a ring off and put it in the cart. It's just like a phone. If I... My phone never leave. My phone goes into a certain part of my golf bag because I can't leave the phone in the car. You got to take it with you because of emergencies. If I hit somebody in the face with a club or something, the guys that I play with, you know, has that ever happened? No, but I'm always I'm always prepared to do it at least once. You know, I've done that. Or I have to make the call to the 
to PETA when I take out one of the road runners on the golf course, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? So you always have to have a phone with you. I've learned that. I'm really learning that deal. You can't leave your phone behind. You need it. Yeah. I once, I, my daughter got after me. I'm telling a lot of stories here early this morning. I'm telling you, you're, you're all one today. I was cutting, you know, at the, remember the old castle house I lived in? By uh, Nutty Brown? Walls, with the big walls and stuff. Not that one. Not near Nutty Brown. The other one I lived. Thomas, Springs, Thomas Springs Road with the big wall. I don't think I ever went to that one. I went to the Nutty Brown one and then the current one. I think that's it. I lived, I lived at the house where the guy was found in a 50-gallon uh, uh, gallon barrel in Lake... Uh, Austin, they the, the old the previous homo of the no, house. No, he he was found. He owned the home, but they found this dude in a, a the I don't know somebody the mafia may have wrapped him up and put him in a in a fifty gallon bucket. They found it when the lake got low. His name oh. was Jolenbach. I lived in that house. One of the guys from Three Dog Night lived in that house, and so that was the house where I was in a tree with the uh, chainsaw, and I fell out of the tree, and I never dropped the chainsaw. I just held on to it. I fell on my back and I held on to the chainsaw because I was afraid to let it go because I thought it would keep going and cut my head off or whatever. Yeah, so it might have. I fell on the thing holding the chainsaw. was still going when I hit the ground. You should have like just thrown the chainsaw while you were falling because it could have cut your head open while you hit the ground. Come on, man. Guns. Guns. <laughs> whatever. So that, was, that, was the day, I, that was the day I did not have a phone with me and it was over 100 degrees. And my daughter from that point on said, listen, old man, you can't do work in your out in your yard, living by yourself without your phone. If there's an emergency, you have to have your phone with you. And I, mm. from that point on, even on the golf course, I put it in a certain part of the bag. Just we'll get you a life alert. No, we're not phone. doing that. We're not doing the life alert. <laughs> That'd be a great Christmas gift, but we're not. We're not. I'm not to that stage yet. Yeah, you've seen me when I've been out of it. Sure, when I've had transient gender amnesia or whatever I had. Yeah, transgender transient amnesia. global, transient global amnesia. Yes. Did you see? Um, speaking of that, by the way, Hayden Hurst, the tight end for the Carolina Panthers, uh, he's dealing with post-traumatic amnesia, and he's going to have to miss some time. His dad released a statement yesterday saying that, uh, yeah, Hayden Hurst is going to be out a while, trying to get that taken care of. But going to get all the fruit back in the basket. Yeah, had a concussion a few weeks ago, and I guess there's been some lingering effects there. So, uh, yeah, just uh, another sad injury out of the NFL. But no, uh, you don't the head injuries you can't play with. I mean, just you just you can't mess with them. I mean, it, it doesn't matter if you're an athlete or if you fall at your house or if you're if you're kids, you know. And I mean, you got to take care of yourself. You got to take care of your melon. Everybody's head's not the same. You know, no. some people can bang their head, and nothing nothing will ever happen. You know, I had a brother that could go slamming into the wall with his head. Nothing. Nothing <laughs> ever happened to that dude. Me, if I if my noggin gets hit the wrong way, I'm, I'm spiraling out of it then. So, please, everybody be careful. Amen. You know, and I've had all those soccer players. You know, my kids, never, my kids didn't get concussions. They got broken limbs playing soccer and knees and broken backs and stuff like that, broken <laughs> ribs. Man, sports is, sports is dangerous. Yeah, they are. And talking and about sports is way less dangerous. That's why we do that's it. That's absolutely That's the right. only reason why I'm not a professional athlete, because it's less dangerous. It is All right, so you put off long enough the Texas basketball game last night. You, we've hid from that long enough. Well, let's put it off for another moment or two while we give some love to some of our sponsors. And speaking of all these injuries, how about Texas Orthopedic? If you're seeking specialized patient-focused orthopedic care, contact our good friends at Texas Orthopedic. 
Their surgeons offer surgical and non-surgical orthopedic care for children and adults, spinal care, sports medicine, joint replacement, of course, trauma care, uh, and of course, rheumatology and even more. Christopher Danny, Dr. Danny and Dr. Stockton are there. Longhorns for life, for sure. They're dedicated orthopedic surgeons, and their goal is to get you right back into good health and that great quality of life that you deserve. Texas Orthopedics is the largest independent orthopedic practice in Texas. For more information, go to TXOrtho.com, folks. Yes, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And shout out to our man Tom McKay. Here's a word from him and the team at Audiovisual Consultations. Hi, this is Tom McKay, owner of Audiovisual Consultations, and all of us at Audiovisual would like to wish you and your family a happy holiday season. This time of year can get a little hectic, so we want to remind you to relax, enjoy the season with your family and friends, and give us a call for all your home entertainment needs. If you save the time you spend in traffic and big store crowds, you'd have more time with the people you actually enjoy. So smile. Hug your kids, make love to your wife, and cheer the game with your friends. Call us at 255-8678. That's 512-255-8678 or online at avconsultations.com. Quick shout out to our good friends over at Sue Patry, BK. I was over there yesterday to say hello to, to Sue and, and Jay and the whole gang. And folks, if you're looking for Longhorn gear, they are packed. And they won't be packed long, believe me, with the Christmas holidays. There are a lot of folks over there. They've got everything that you're looking for, all your Longhorn gear. They have all the collectibles and accessories and everything I said, as you need men's and women's clothing alike. They offer free shipping on any online or orders over $49. It's absolutely free. All the parking that you want uh, at Sue Patrick's. Their store is located at 5222 Burnett Road. While you're there, say hello to Sue and Jay while you're there. Love the folks at Sue Patrick. Yes, indeed. We might be doing a show out at Sue Yes, you can be there so. next week. Yeah, looking Hopefully. forward to that. Also, it's getting late in the week. And we still haven't given away our $150. Oh, the randomizers at it again. Cavo Bob's catering gift certificate. Oh, yeah. All you have to do to be entered to win is leave a comment if you're watching on YouTube or send us a text on the code of text line, 512-222-9328. Once again, 512-222-9328. You leave us a comment. It can be about anything. You're entered to win. If you drop a text, it could be about anything. You are entered to win. We will announce the winner before we wrap things up at 10 o'clock this morning. Shout out to our great friends at Cabo Bob's. God, hopefully we have two more $150 Cabo Bob's catering gift certificates to give away. We do that after every Longhorn football win. So, of course, this one is for the Big 12 championship against Oklahoma State. Lord, I hope we're giving one of these away in the first week of January. And, Lord, I hope we're giving one of these away in the second week of January, too, because, well, that would mean Texas is a national champ. Uh, about that. Yeah. That yeah. Was. And, you know, speaking of that Big 12 championship, that was, the, that was the most fun year I had with players. That group I had at the University of Texas, I mean, I, I had some good groups, you know, a lot of NFL players, Illinois, a couple there, three or four at Boston College. But the group that I had at Texas with Priest Holmes, Ricky Williams and Sean Mitchell and Wayne McGarrity and those guys. I never had more fun as a coach than to be around those young guys. They were tremendous. And, and I mean, there are stories that can't be told, but there were stories. We had such so much fun uh, as a group. And when they hit the field, it, it was different. They were all business at all times. And Ricky Williams was a leader of that group. Priest Holmes were right there with them. And then there were, we had some Wayne McGarrity. Wayne McGarrity was a character now. Mm. Just absolutely. And Sean Mitchell which you know is just, I mean, yeah. that, can you imagine me trying to hold like a serious meeting, like trying to get down serious? That was the group that 
that had had a, a, a young man who who um, would fall asleep. I don't I don't want to just talk about it very much, but he was never he had narcolepsy, and he they never knew he had narcolepsy in high school. And people told me how lazy he was. He was from the Fort Worth area. He was lazy. Coach, you really going to recruit this kid? And I said, and, and I, I just kind of looked at him and I said, I said, I mean, he didn't stay up late and, and do stuff. And his parents, you know, talked about how, how hard he worked and everything else. But he just was, he, he had this narcolepsy. So if he sat for a, a mile at a time, he would just fall out, fall asleep. He, had, he used to be in my meetings, BK. I start talking. This is at three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. I start saying a few words and the guy, would, I mean, he was out. And I wow. said, I just looked at him. I said, Jer- I said, Jared, have you ever been tested for narcolepsy? And he goes, no. Tested him at the University of Texas and found out he had had that. People had the wrong idea about this kid his entire high school life. They narcolepsy. Isn't that uh, where you like to have sex with dead people? No, no, no. I don't even know what that's called. Ask my doc, Trey. He knows what that's called. That- narcolepsy just means you just you can fall asleep on it. You can fall asleep at any time. You can be, you can think you're wide awake, but you just go out. I've got that too. I'll fall asleep during a meeting at three o'clock. No, there's a difference between being lazy, tired, (laughs) staying up all night than narcolepsy. It's a real thing. And and this kid got, and he finally got tested when he got to university of Texas. He never got uh, tested in high school. They just called him lazy and said that he was probably up late, you know, Playing yeah, he was video. up late sleeping with all the dead bodies. <laughs> no, dude. It was great. He ended up graduating from University of, of Texas because I don't know how he could have gone to a classroom if he was in one of my meetings and would fall asleep because my meetings were filled with fun. Well, that, was, that was the whole point of going to class was to get a nap in. Oh, he got him. Yeah, man, that's crazy. Hey, hit the like button if you're watching on YouTube this morning. Appreciate the comment, Rue. Appreciate all of you guys spending some time with us this morning. All right, we've made it 39 minutes without talking about Texas basketball, but we've got to at least spend a few minutes discussing okay. uh, the debacle that went down last night at the Serve Forum in Milwaukee. Uh, Texas got demolished by Marquette, 86-65 to the final. Uh, the first half was entertaining for about 15 minutes. Like Texas actually jumped out to a 9-3 to lead early. So they threw the first punch. Then Marquette at one point went on a big run and they led 29 to 20. And I'm like, oh, this is not good. This game could get out of control. But the Longhorns fought back. Texas went on an 8-0 run. It was 29-28 with about five minutes left in the first half. And then Marquette closed out the first half on a 13 to nothing run, which was capped off by a Tyler Kolek, what felt like half-court shot. I mean, wow. a 30-footer. Uh, right at the end of the half to push that Marquette lead to 14. And, yeah, this game went from 29-28 to 42-28 in what felt like the matter of seconds. And then, well, Marquette just ran away and hid in the second half. Like that that run that the Golden Eagles went on at the end of the first 20 was uh, too much, I guess, for Texas to overcome because Marquette just picked it up in the second half and they uh, made it look pretty easy. This game was non-competitive for the vast majority of the second half last night. And we talked about this being a good uh, barometer for where this Texas basketball team is right now. And look, they've had two of those games this year, Buck. They played the defending champs in UConn at the Garden. They played well in that game. I think most Texas fans left saying, all right, like even though this is a loss, 
we can feel good about this team because we play the defending champs pretty close without Dylan DeSue and without Caden Shedrick, who did not play in that UConn game uh, last night. No real moral victories you could take if you're a Texas fan. Yes, Dylan DeSue was still out, but uh, that guy wouldn't have been enough. As good as he is, and we know how good he is, he would not have overcome that deficit. That was a beatdown last night. They don't play any inside-to-outside ball. The big men don't touch the ball. It's all about the guards, and I mean, if Asmus isn't on fire, then they struggle. Now he had 25 points. He takes he he's a volume shooter. He doesn't he doesn't get a chance to get cold because he eventually will get hot because he'll continue to shoot. Yeah. And he takes and they're not all great shots. I mean, he makes some tremendous shots, but he takes a lot of shots. He's he's a he's a volume shooter at best. I mean, really. And the ball never goes inside out. And you know. I mean, I, I, got, I guess when DeSue gets back, the ball will go inside a little bit more. But as of right now, big men don't touch it in this offense. They just don't. Yeah, it's weird, too, because in some games, Caden Shedrick has been a decent-sized part of the offensive game plan, but that was not the case last no. night. He only took three shots. Now, he was in foul trouble early, and Marquette's got a pretty good big man as well with Igadoro. Uh, But, yeah, no, it's uh, you did not see a lot of yeah, low and, Teresa, and Hunter wants to be a volume shooter. And he doesn't need to be that guy because when the other guy's popping threes, he tends to think, okay, he's not, he's on a little bit of a, he's, he's not, he, if he's streaky and he keeps hitting, that's fine. He hit the first three. Aceman's hit the first three, three pointers. And you thought he was going to be on fire all night long. Well, Aceman's was great. He was like one of the few guys who stepped up. I mean, he shot over 50% from the floor. Like you're right. He is streaky and he's going to get his shots up even when the shot's not falling, but right. And the shot but was then, falling then Hunter, starts, then Hunter starts shooting jumpers. I'm like, yeah. wow. Yeah, no, that's the, the problem was Texas had two guys show up last night. And when you're playing on the road in a hostile environment against a top 10 team, uh, you need more than just two players to produce for you. I mean, Max Asmus was great. Uh, he led Texas with 25 points. And yeah, he shot more than 50% from the floor. So I thought he was fine. And then Kendall Weaver coming in off the bench. Yes. He provided some spunk. He had 10 points. Four rebounds, two assists. He was active. I thought Brock on the Cunningham was pretty end. good. I thought he was scrappy last night. They needed they needed him to do what he did last night, or they really would have got beat up. Well, I mean, he ended up he ended up diving on the floor doing what he does. But I mean, he had a couple threes. He's not going to score a lot of points, but boy, I thought they were going to get run out of the gym if they, they did. Didn't. If they didn't get run after the out of the gym, yeah, I mean was, they, they were competitive for 15 minutes and then they got run out of the gym. Like they they delayed it for a while, but. Uh, look, I mean, I, I didn't feel great about this game at all going into yesterday. And Texas was an eight or eight and a half point underdog. I didn't feel like that was enough. I was hoping it'd be a little bit more competitive than it was. But uh, yeah, just I didn't feel like this was a great matchup for Texas. And look, Marquette's a preseason yeah. top five team. They're just better than the Longhorns. They're more experienced. They brought a lot of their group back. Like Marquette was also a two seed last year. Now, sure. unlike Texas. Uh, they didn't make it far in the tournament because they have Shaka Smart in the co uh, as their coach, and he can't win in March. But, like, that team was really good last year, and while Texas basically turned over its entire roster, Marquette brought back some of its most important pieces. So they're more talented. They're more experienced. They've got better chemistry. Uh, and, and yeah, they're just Kolek, better. By the way, Kolek is going left, guys. Uh, no yeah. matter what you think, he's going to his left. The lefty is going to go left. And no matter what you try, if you give him any room – going to his left side, you're going to be in trouble because he's going to – that Billy Cunningham dude is hmm. was out of sight last night. How good is he, man? He's good. He's he's fantastic. He's got the body. He's got the regular jumper. 
He can go inside and play you up and down and up and down, and he'll have you on a pogo stick if he wants to. But you can't. You have to force him right. But he. But they gave him left. I don't. I don't get it. Nobody really ever forced him to the right side. It was yeah. like he got his way with whoever was guarding him going left. How about this stat line for Tyler Kolek? In 31 minutes, he had 28 points on 11 of 16 shooting, four boards, six assists, and three steals. I mean, that is no. He was everywhere last night. He was. Yeah. He was the player. Yeah, I mean, it, and there's something. This is reverse racist by me here, but there's something demoralizing about getting torched by a white guy in basketball. Like for me, when I play, I'm just not that good, so I can get torched by anybody, and it doesn't bother me. But there's something demoralizing. The Asian guys get you too. Yeah, I mean, anybody, anybody okay. can get me. I'll just make played, sure. I also haven't played basketball in years, so I'm afraid to know how bad it would look. If I tried to go out there to the J or the Y right now and play a pickup game, but I don't know, man, just getting cooked by a white dude, that hurts. That hurts a lot. And they couldn't stop Tyler Kolek. And no, it's not like that's a one off. I mean, that guy was a first team all conference player last year. He's really, really good. He's like a more athletic Austin Reeves for me. More athletic Chris Mullins. That's what he looked like. Oh, that good? Yes, that good. That guy was good last night. Yeah, I, mean, I thought it was night. the return of St. John's Chris Mullen back in the day. God, yeah, not as big, but uh, no. he, he right. has some game for sure. And he can shoot that long jumper too. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now he was awesome. And, and this, like, it's, it's, I just don't know where Texas basketball is right now, Buck, because they've played two really good teams. I mean, great teams, right? Like the defending champs and then right. the Marquette team that was also preseason top five. And then they've played some really, really bad teams. So they've held their own. They've beat up on the really bad teams, which is good. They haven't had any embarrassing loss. And I know the Texas State game was closer than we wanted, but uh, they ended up pulling away and winning that one kind of comfortably. So they've played pretty well for the most part against the teams they're supposed to play well against. But, uh, yeah, like they they are 0-2 against – uh, the really good teams that they've played. So I'll see how they play once they get Dylan to sue back. Once they get their full complement of of players in, I think, and, and once the once the conference starts, because it's going to be night in, night out for this group. Yeah, I will and, say this: today's December seventh, Buck. Uh, as it stands right now, and obviously rankings change every week, but Texas's next ranked game doesn't happen until January twentieth. So the schedule gets a little tougher than it has been. Like you've got LSU next weekend. Sure. That's a, that's a middle of the road team. Yeah, uh, you play UNC Greensboro, I think, in non-conference, and they're always a solid, uh, you know, mid-major. You still and, should beat them. And you've got some Big Twelve games, obviously. I mean, the the calendar shifts to conference play. I think right after the turn of the year. Uh, but you, you go a while without playing a ranked team, which is good. Gives you time to get Dylan Sue back and in the swing of things. And yes. obviously it gives you time to work on some things as a team because this team clearly has some things they need to work on. But, uh, yeah, a chance to put together some decent wins and hopefully find their stride a little bit because it's, once again, I mean, you, you can't really take any moral victories from yesterday. Ace Miss played well, yeah. but yeah. okay. Mitchell, like, didn't, Mitchell was giving up his shot last night. He wasn't taking a lot. You know, they didn't run anything really through him. This was a this was a perimeter game. And until yeah. Dylan DeSue comes back, you're gonna you're you're gonna find out what you got on the perimeter. And as I said, the little guard is gonna be streaky. He's gonna get his points because he takes a lot of shots. But last night, as you said, he made 50%. But he's somebody else has got to be able to shoot besides him. Yeah. You know, every yeah. once in a while, Cunningham he'll hit a 
a three that, that lingers out to him, slides out to him. He'll hit a three. But there's not enough consistent. Hunter is, is the guy who wants to be consistent doing that. But I don't know if you can trust in him to be that guy, that, that second scorer like that. And somebody's got to play defense. They're already little as it is at that guard area. Somebody's got to play a little bit of defense. One of the two guards has to play D. All right. Yeah, Tyrese Hunter was incredibly disappointing last night because that was a homecoming from him. Uh, for yeah, him. that's right. He's from there. He's from uh, Racine, Wisconsin, which is like 30 minutes away from Milwaukee. Yeah. And you figured you know, he probably had some extra family in the stands, some old friends in the stands for that one. And he got into foul trouble early, had to miss most of the first half with two fouls and ended up scoring three points. He was 0 for 6 from the floor with three turnovers. Like, he sucked last night. And he's an upperclassman. Like, he's a guy who's been a part right. of the program for a couple of years. You need those guys to step up on the road. With the team that has as many new players as Texas does, you need some of the guys who are stalwarts who have been here to uh, to show up in a game like that. Yeah, he's got to play his in. game. He can't feel like because the other guy takes a lot of shots, and then he needs to get his shots in there, too. Well, he's – he. Six shots isn't the like six shots isn't a ton. He just didn't make any of them. Yeah, like they, he just didn't play well last night. So I don't know, man. Like I, I'm looking at Ken Palm right now, which is my foremost authority for college basketball everything, and they currently project Texas to go 19 and 12 this season and eight and 10 in conference play, which is uh, on the bubble for the NCAA yes. tournament. In this Big 12, that's that's probably good enough. We've seen some teams with losing records in conference play make it to the big dance in recent years, but uh, that's kind of how I feel about this Texas team right now, man. They're going to have to get at least two of the ones that they're not supposed to win. That They're yeah. going to be favored in a lot of games, but they're going to be some in the Big 12 that they're not favored. They're going to have to win at least two of those games somehow. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, once again, things should hopefully change, or things should change and will hopefully change when Dylan DeSue gets back. But uh, he's got to be close right now, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's practicing. Um, There's a chance that even before the conference opener gets here, which is, uh, I think, Chan won. Yeah. No, wait, sorry. They do play on January 1st against UT Arlington. The conference opener is January 6th against Texas Tech here in Austin. Uh, The hope is before then, DeSue will be back. Sure, he's going to need a couple games. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we'll we'll see, but yeah, no no real moral victory, no real positive no. thing that you can point to last night. That was bad, and you know, Shaka Smart. That game clearly meant a lot to him. He wasn't talking much about it, but you could tell that game in a little extra to him. And who can blame him? Uh, he and his team got the job done last night in Texas. They got just, a good team, yeah. And I don't know what the Longhorns have right now, and I don't know what Rodney Terry is as head coach. And we'll we'll see how that works out. I mean, he did a great job last year in a tough situation. Uh, keeping Texas in order and obviously leading this team deep into the tournament. You give them all the credit in the world for that. But A lot of veteran players on that team. It's a little different when you're the head coach and you've got to do things for the whole year. And I'm not saying Rodney Terry's got no shot, but I, I just, I, I'll be skeptical until I see it because I know what that guy was, a, was as a head coach before he got to the University of Texas. And that's why I'm a little nervous about uh, where things are headed. So uh, we'll see. Texas gets back at it. This weekend, I keep talking about the LSU game next weekend. There is a game in between that for the Longhorns. They're here in Austin this Saturday against Houston Christian. Oh, the Christians come in. The Christians come in. Congrats to Houston Christian. They picked up their first win of the season earlier this week against SW Adventist. What the hell is that? The Evangelist? I'm looking at ESPN right now, and they – won 95 to 58 against something that says 
SW Adventist. No, that's not the Mormons. Austin Southwest Seven-Day Adventist Church? Southwestern Adventist University. Gonna have to gonna have to learn a little bit more about that religion. I'm I'm not quite sure about that. I'm gonna it's in Keene, Texas. The Keen. more you know. The Thank more you, you know. Yes, yeah. just just so. we'll get a little bit more every day. So Texas should uh, beat the crap out of Houston Christian this weekend. And then uh yeah, the Tigers, the Bayou Bengals next weekend will be a little bit more of a test. So uh Texas now six and two on the season. That was the first true road game of the year for the Longhorns. So 0 and 1 on the road here in 2023-24. All right, we've got uh we'll have some fun here. We've got a few videos to show the people today. Oh, anything with the plane? Nothing with the plane, but we do have a uh, throwback Thursday viral video clip All right. to get into and also um something going on at a restaurant in Japan that we absolutely need to talk about because um a lot of people are into weird stuff in this world, and this is one of the weirder things that I've ever seen in my life. We'll get to those in a moment, but first, Buck? How about our good friends at Relax the Back? Looking for the right support for years is something that I needed to do, and I found it with my friends at Relax the Back. They embrace the holistic approach for a healthier lifestyle based in 35 years of proven expertise. And folks, my back couldn't be happier. And I, you know, we're starting to get towards that weather where in the morning it's a little bit cool, you wake up, you get out of that warm bed, you go outside and do anything for just a matter of minutes and your back will start to tighten up on you. But thanks to the folks that relax the back, I know that for the next couple of hours, I'll be sitting in this wonderful chair that I have here. And you can too, whether it's at your office, your home office, whether it's a pillow, a Tempur-Pedic mattress, Tempur-Pedic pillows, they've got everything you need, all the accessories that there's two locations. One of the locations is at B Caves at the Hill Country Gallery across from Whole Foods. The other at the Gateway Shopping Center across from the Container Store. And, folks, they've got some stuff on sale right now, BK, that's just up your alley because you like to get those 20% off. You love to get those 12% off that we gave last week from our good friends at, at Good Stock. So right now, go over to uh, Relax the Back and find out what the great percentages you'll have for the holiday season. They're giving, I think they have 20% off, BK. Is that what they're doing right now? Yeah, 20% off select office chairs. Yes, 10% off select sit-stand desks. Also, free pillow top and memory foam upgrades on zero-gravity recliners. There you go. Give yourself those a zero. Are, those are cool. I can't get one of those, dude, because I will You'll sleep. You'll fall asleep every time. I'll be the least productive human being in the world if yeah, I have a zero-gravity recliner. Yep, yep. Well, folks, you can live pain-free just like the buck and relax the back. Amen. Amen. Shout out to 7-Eleven as well. Ashish and Wendy. We know y'all are tuned in this morning. Thank y'all for being proud partners of Texas Sports Unfiltered. And thanks to 7-Eleven for existing. Because that yes. place is incredible. They've got all the snacks, all the drinks. If you're on your way to work and you need some coffee, they've got it at 7-Eleven. If you're on your way to work and you need a Slurpee, they've got it at 7-Eleven. If you're on your way to work and you need a beer, they've got it at 7-Eleven. <laughs> they've got everything for you all the time. Fuel up. For every day with our friends at 7-Eleven. And make sure you download that 7-Eleven app as well to cash in on the 7 Rewards program. All That's right, my Buck. favorite green. It's called 7-Eleven green when I see the color when I'm driving. Oh, there's the green. Must be 7-Eleven. What, like the color of the logo? Yeah, the logo. I love it. I love the green. Interesting. My favorite green, 7-Eleven green. 
I like that. You think that's what it's actually called? I think so. If you look in all, yeah. if you look in the crayons, the Crayola crayons, I think you see Seven Eleven Green. Hmm. Probably not, but I'm making that it it is. And next week, folks, you will see some rain next week. You're putting in the call? Yeah, I'm putting in the call for like Thursday of next week. We may have a little rain. That's a very early call. A week yeah. out? Yeah, I'm calling a week out. Your chances of getting this right are pretty slim this far in advance. You know that, yeah? Yeah, but I'm taking that chance. It's the holiday season. I'm going to give – some of the folks need a little rain. Okay. I'm going to bring in a little rain next Thursday. Get some rain next week. I like that. 7-Eleven green, a good color. Olipop green. Oh, yeah. Now, that's a color. Right there, that's a too. color right there. They've First got Olipop at some 7-Elevens. Not every 7-Eleven. Some 7-Eleven. They also have Olipop at HEB, Walmart, Target, Costco, Whole Foods. Wherever you go to buy your groceries, you can get some Olipop. This stuff is a game changer. Great tasting soda. That's actually good for you. Yeah, nine grams of fiber in every can. Only two to five grams of sugar in every can. Very few calories. And they've got all sorts of stuff in there that helps with your digestive health. So you're actually doing your body good whenever you're drinking soda. I, that, that's never been the case. But Olipop no. has made it the case. Get you some. So many different flavors. The Bucks all in on the grape. I love the grape soda, too. The cream soda. They've got the root beer. That's uh, Trey's favorite flavor now. Cherry Cola's good. I mean, they got it all. Something for every palate out there. Get you some Ollie Pop. Love it. All right, Buck, I'm going to give you uh, the choice here. We've got two different videos we're going to play over the next hour and change. I'm going to let you say which one you want to see first. We've got uh, a weird trend, something going on at a Japanese restaurant that I'm worried could be becoming more of a worldwide thing. And we also have our Throwback Thursday segment where we look at one of my favorite viral videos of all time what do you Let's want to go to the with? restaurant we need to see that restaurant one. I'm, I'm intrigued by this okay uh we go to japan for this story buck you ever been to japan before no i have not and okay. i'm not saying i wouldn't want to go but i'm probably never going to have that opportunity to go to japan but you i've feel, never been there you feel the same way about asians that bill parcells does correct what do you mean you uh you hate them <laughs> he doesn't hate them he just no, misspoke. I don't hate anybody. <laughs> the word hate is way too past me. I don't hate anybody. There's nobody that I hate. I had heard that about you, that you just were not a big fan of Asian people. Do I have that wrong? You have that wrong, yes. Yes, yes, sir, you do. Okay. All right, well, let me uh, – uh, I got to cut up the Bill Parcells thing. I don't know if I could do that mid-show, but we're going to have to go back and look at that at some point. Anyways, there's a restaurant in Japan that is – Charging 200 yen for, I guess I'll just show you the video. Now, 200 yen is not a lot of money. I think that uh, translates to like $2, excuse me, it's 300 yen. And that uh, converts to like two American dollars. So we're not talking about anything that's super expensive here. But this is a legitimate thing that you could order at this restaurant in Japan and a lot of people are doing it. So there's no sound, so we can kind of talk while this okay. video is playing. We've got a minute of this going on. You could pay 300 yen for this. The waitresses at the restaurant to slap you. You can either get one hard slap. You can get a number of slaps in a row. But look at this video, man. Like, a number of customers... 
are paying to get smacked upside the head by these Japanese waitresses. Hell no. <laughs> You're not in on this deal? No, I'm not in on that. Boom. I mean, women, it's like, it's not just men too. Most of the people we're seeing in this video are men, but there are women who are also paying to get slapped by these uh, female waitresses. Can I throw in an extra couple of yen to have my backside slapped like that, maybe? This one's good. This guy, there's a whole line of waitresses, and they're going one by one, just smacking this dude on the side of the dome. Boom. And there's recoil on these. Wow. What if those girls had a tough time with their husbands or boyfriends the night before? I don't know, man. That dude is crying. That dude is teared up. No. You're out on this? No. That, really? Really? This is a thing. If you're going to Japan, you're not going to this restaurant? No. I'm not going to be slapped. It's too I don't bugs, like it. man. No, it's for the no. story. It's a good video. It's for good content. No. That would remind me. So your mother never beats you with the, the belt or anything. Mother always slaps you. And if you get slapped like that, you always think about the time when your mom gave you that first slap across the face. And that just humbles you. That thing right there doesn't humble you. That pissed me off right there. Mm, yeah, I'm you're not, paying for that. I mean, I'd be pissed off. pissed off. No. Like you got you got to pay me for that to happen, right? And it's not 300 yen, too. I ain't doing that for two bucks. I'm not getting slapped by anybody for two I need mega yen for that. Mega yen. What is that? Is that a new currency? Yeah, that's like 20,000. You need 20,000 yen? Yeah, you give me 20,000, you can slap the shit out of me if you want. See what that converts to here. 138 bucks. No, okay. <laughs> that's still not enough. For just some one folks, smack, though? Like some, no. of those, some of those slaps weren't that hard. No, man. That one, that one guy's head almost spun around like the exorcist. You kidding me? Those girls are mad. When they hit you like that, no, no, I'm not, I'm not buying. Mm. We have such a silly world, and that's silly right there. I mean, that is just insane. I don't know. Are they dude. telling you there's some health benefits to that? Somebody out there is, I'm sure. Hey, you can live longer if you're willing to get smacked in the face by a Japanese woman at a restaurant. No, that does. that's got to do something. No, you can get a concussion from that. Yeah. If you talk about being concussed, that's got to shake up your dome. I don't know. I couldn't tell you the last time I've been like slapped across the face by anybody. It's been a long time, brother, but let me tell you. Oh, my God. That automatically makes you want to retaliate, doesn't it? Yeah, but you probably can at this restaurant because you were literally ordering it. It's not like the waitress is mad at you. I mean, I've been slapped at a bar a time or two, but that's usually warranted, and I'm not paying <laughs> for it. You're not going to pay for that, huh? No, I'm not paying for that one right Let's there. Just say, that's stupid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But there's, so there's some, there's some, they're, they're going to tell you there's some, some healing benefits to getting the blood circulating in your face or something. You know what I mean? I bet there's a place here that does that, that we just don't know about. Everyone's trying to make money. You know, if someone walks into a restaurant and is like, Hey, I'll pay you to slap me. You got to say yes to that. Right. If you're a restaurant owner. Yeah. That that's viral. Like I bet this restaurant has gotten a ton of business from this video that, going out there. At the, the blue rose or something like that. But the, Oh, the Blue Rose. There's another yeah. one. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can probably get a slap like that across the face. Yeah, I'm sure you can. And you're gonna pay for it. Oh yeah, you'll pay a lot more than two bucks for that deal. <laughs> yes, you will. There's some freaks out there, man. God, some of the stuff on the internet out there. You're not a big OnlyFans guy, though, are you? No, 
Okay, so you don't see a lot of what's what's going on in the world. But that's some freaky business right there. That's a bad bit. Slapped like that. It's a bad bit, and you're that's paying for bit. it. All right, what was the other bit that you had? I wonder if it's uh, per the slap, by the way. Like, I don't know if it's 300 yen, like, per slap, or if it's you get to oh, pick. Oh, no, those, those, those women look like it wasn't over till they got done being unmad. Right. Because you were dumb enough to pay them to slap you. Yeah, I wonder if it cost that guy, like, 20,000 yen to get just repeatedly smacked like that. I love the two-handed one when she was going back and forth and back and yeah. forth. Dribbling a basketball. God, let me smack. I got some big old hands. Let me hit you with these big old mitts right here. No, thank and you. Hands like my old man. My goodness, like a bear slaps you across, like the Revenant. Mm. All right, you want to do the other video now? Yeah, let's do that one. All right, this is a throwback, man. This this thing is probably twenty years old. It's a news clip from a reporter named Isaiah Carey, who actually works in Houston now. He's at Fox Twenty Six. I met this guy a couple of times down there. You got a do? job. Still got a job. Now, this this comes from before his time in Houston. You know, if you're like a local TV reporter, you got to work your way up. Sure. The same with a lot of industries, of course. You got to work your way up. But sometimes when you're just getting into the TV reporting field, you got to start in some small town in the middle of nowhere, and then you just move up in market size. And ultimately, if you do things right and things go your way, uh, you make it to a, a big place like Houston. And Isaiah Carey's really, really good at what he does. Uh, but this is a throwback, man. I'm sure you've seen this at some point, but he's in the middle of nowhere, Louisiana, doing a uh, a news report. And thank God somebody filmed this. This is uh, hilarious. He's doing a report, and then a bug flies into his face while he's talking, and he loses his mind. Check this out. What really happened on that Thursday here at Augusta High School? That Hold on. Quick pause. There's some, I think there's some cursing in this video. So there's your NSFW warning if you've got okay. kids in the car. Just wanted to make sure we give everybody a fair warning on this. Here we go. What really happened on that Thursday here at Augusta High School that led to Chris Wood's death? The fuck is that? Shit! I'm dying in this fucking country ass fucked up town. <laughs> Shit flying in my mouth. The fuck? I can't see pollen. Let's get the fuck out of this country, motherfucker. I can't see me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then he tries to straighten up after all that. Had you that, seen that before? No, that's the first time I've ever seen it. I never want to see it again until the next time we meet. That is great. I'm showing you that one more time that's right now. Classic. I'm like, gotta get my tissues. Oh, I wish, yeah, I wish your oh. mic was on because uh, it, it becomes muted when we play videos that have oh, sound. So, oh no, I heard, I heard every one of them. Well, I know you heard it, but people couldn't hear you. You were cracking up over there. Oh my there. goodness! I'll show it. Uh, I'll show it one more time, man. I mean, this this will always be oh. hilarious. What really happened on that Thursday here at Augusta High School that led to Chris Wood's death? The fuck is that? Shit! I'm dying in this fucking country ass fucked up town. <laughs> Shit flying in my mouth. The fuck? I can't see pollen. Let's get the fuck out of this country, motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god. Flying in my mouth. Oh. I can't see. We got pollen oh. everywhere. Let's get the. Hey, Paula, let's get out of here, Paula. Dude. I mean, oh, that's, 
And that guy, that guy's now working still in TV. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's got to have team. his own gig. Yeah, I mean, he's a big part of uh, of what they do. He does a bunch of interviews and and uh, special feature presentations. And now he's pretty high up there at Fox, man. He's on all the time, and he does great really? work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, and he's a good dude too. Nah, he's. I need to yeah. have one where I have a drone chasing that dude. Give me a drone wherever he's going the next time and buzz around his head. I don't think he's doing reports like that anymore. I think oh, he's, no, he's not allowed. Out. He's not allowed out in the country, obviously. No. Yeah, he's got his own show. His country ass. Isaiah Carey Uncensored is the name of a show that he has. So yeah, not only does he does stuff, uh, he do, he does stuff during newscasts, but yeah, they also give him his own show. Like he's good, he's entertaining, and that that shit was incredibly entertaining. Oh my goodness, man, oh man, that's, is Paula uh, still working for him? Who? Paula? That's what we called on Paula. Somebody who somebody was holding a camera named Paula, or Paula Paul. Paul, yeah, she Paula Abdul must have been holding the camera. Let's see. What really happened on that Thursday here at Augusta High School that led to Chris Wood's death? The fuck is that? Shit! I'm dying in this fucking country ass fucked up town. <laughs> Shit flying in my mouth. The fuck? I can't see pollen. Let's get the fuck out of this country, mother. I think he's saying pollen, like there's pollen everywhere. Pollen? Yeah. Oh, my, <laughs> oh my God. That's uh, too much, man. Yeah, so there's a, there's oh. your throwback Thursday for today. I can't believe this is great, man. I'm going to have such a good time doing this because you haven't seen any of these, and these oh, are all classics for me. Goodness. Oh, that uh, right there is the best. That's the best ever. That's almost up there with some of the Gundy stuff right there. As Eddie says, he went professional to the streets in 0. .02 seconds. Yeah, he was, you know, standing up doing a news report, and then all of a sudden that bug flies into his mouth. Man, he went country. He started talking about being in the country and shit flying in his nose and pollen. Oh my God. goodness! That is uh, that is fan. Leave that dude in the city. You don't want him out in the country. No, not anymore. And I think he's from like somewhere in Louisiana too. That's all country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's from Baton Rouge. So, that, like I said, that's all country. Yeah, I don't. I think that was in some small town in Louisiana where he was doing that report. But uh, oh fantastic stuff. Yep. There's your throwback Thursday video. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Well, don't thank me. Actually, I thank Isaiah Carey for giving us that wow. gold. And shout out to the guy who filmed it and the guy who put it on the internet. Like. 15 years ago that video might be older than 15 years but i think it was put on youtube like 15 yeah it years was because that suit is over 15 years old that's for damn sure that is an old suit it's not like lebron level where you know lebron on draft day where his suit was like 18 sizes too big but that did look like an uh an old oh that was an know, old gray that was an old gray one for sure all right buck before we uh Maybe. we've got some texas ou news to talk about an update oh, yes. on the future of the red river shootout but uh before that some love to some sponsors. How about our good friends out at Covert B Caves? Love the folks out there. Since 1909, they've been serving Central Texas, selling cars, trucks, and SUVs. They've got a Covert Ford and Chevy and Huddle. Also, Covert Lincoln Ford in Austin, Texas. And you're going to love these folks because out in beautiful B Caves out there in the 42 acres of beautiful hill country uh, scenery out there. They've got seven brands. They've got Buicks, GMCs, Cadillacs, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. And the service department... It is absolutely the very best. And if you need your car service and you bought it from the Coberts, 
Bring it on out there. They'll take good care of you for sure. For more information, go to covertbcave.com and find out everything that they have to offer you, all the great sales they have during the holidays. They have weekly sales, not monthly sales out at Covert BK. And you're going to love the folks, Mike and Stacy, Dan, Covert, Jerome, everybody out there does a fantastic job. I want to thank them so very much for being a part of what we do. And nobody beats that Covert deal. Not now. Not ever. Not ever. Yep. Shout out to our friends at Covert B-Cave. And also shout out to our friends at the Altstadt Brewery. If you're looking for something to do this weekend, you know, there's no Texas game this weekend. That's right. First time in a while. You've got the Army-Navy game. I'd encourage you to watch that. But Army. Uh, a little bit of a slower football weekend. So that means it's a perfect time to get down to the Altstadt Brewery in fredericksburg this place is gorgeous it's also massive i mean there's so much to do for really an entire day hell you could spend an entire weekend out there and have a great time but the altstadt brewery in fredericksburg giant venue of course you get to see how the great beer is made you get plenty of samples as well they've got live music they've got a german style restaurant cooking up some great food and some seasonal treats as well uh an outdoor beer garden weather it's going to be ridiculously good. How about 76 and sunny I love on it. Saturday? Yeah, it's going to be a great day. So get out there, right in the heart of the beautiful Central Texas Hill Country in Fredericksburg. It's the perfect day trip for the beer drinkers in your life. And hey, if you're not going down to Fredericksburg, you can still enjoy the greatness of Altstadt beer. Just pick up a six-pack wherever you buy your beer all throughout Central Texas or Dallas or Houston or San Antonio. It's all over the Lone Star State and this stuff continues to grow like crazy with damn good reason. It is a damn good beer. It's the only beer that I drink. should be the only beer that you drink as well. It is Altstadt beer. No impurities. No regrets. Nice. Okay, Buck. An update on the Red River shootout. We can still call it shootout, right? Yeah, we can. Okay. I don't want to get canceled today, you know? Not today. Some Save other that. time. Save that for another time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a whole plan on how I'm going to get canceled, too. You got a right. plan? I got a plan for it. Very oh, yeah. nice. Still a few years away from actually implementing that plan. Thank you. Thank you. Good. Maybe during my retirement, possibly around that time. Maybe. There you go. Good job. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Cancel our ass. There you go. Here's some news. The University of Texas and the University of Oklahoma have agreed to a contract extension that will keep the historic Red River shootout at the Cotton Bowl through 2036. And it's not just that, Buck. The city of Dallas has agreed to make the single largest investment into the Cotton Bowl stadium's history. They're about to undergo a $140 million two-year renovation project. That's a lot of slaps in the face. That is a lot of slaps in the face at that Japanese restaurant. Yeah, wow. you'd, you'd probably die before you uh, got oh, the, for the sure. of those slaps. But yeah, improvements to the Cotton Bowl include widening concourses, adding escalators, increasing fans' comfort level while entering and exiting the stadium. This will also include renovations to concessions and bathrooms, increasing the number of hospitality areas and premium environments. Putting numbers on the parking spaces. Yeah, well, you need that. But no, this is inside the stadium. You're SOL outside of the stadium. You've got to figure that thing out. Um, How about that, dude? Like this, you you don't go inside the Cotton Bowl, so you don't experience the problems that a lot of us have experienced. Are the bathrooms okay? I mean, generally older places, I still... 
I'm, I'm, I'm down. You go down to the Alamo Dome. That's all the, the renovations to me that they need. Their, their, their concourses are still wide. You go there, the bathrooms need to be upgraded a bit at the bathroom facilities. But other than that, I like the Alamo Dome. You don't hear a lot of complaints about the Alamo Dome because you know what? The seating's okay and you can see everything. I hate the Alamo Dome. Because you hate the Alamo Bowl. Of course. I'm so tired of that place, dude. I don't have any good memories in the Alamo Dome. How about the how about the Cotton Bowl? Bathroom's okay. Uh, there's just not enough. Really? That's, that's the biggest issue. Yeah, I mean the lines are absurd. Like not just at halftime or in between quarters, but if you go and try to use the bathroom at any point during that game, you're going to be waiting a long ass. You're going to be like that guy peeing on the pole. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't think I've ever seen anybody urinate. Are you sure? On a pole. Let me see if I still have that video somewhere queued up. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, no, this was uh, at Oregon State's Reeser Stadium where this dude was just literally taking a leak on a pole while there were a bunch of people walking around and the game was going on. I've never seen that. Throws him a cup. Yeah, I've never seen that at the Cotton Bowl. But Well, you got to be fired up to do that. Oh, this is great. This is great. And also, yeah, entering and exiting the stadium. Like, that's that's the part I'm most excited about because it is a nightmare Trying to get in. in there. Oh my God, dude. Just the lines are ridiculous. And it's not really lines. It's just they've got those wide staircases, and you've just got hundreds of people on the staircases trying to get up. And dude, it's like you can almost get in there without a ticket because there's no way the stadium security can actually like track who's getting in because it's just people just barging their way through. Like you can honestly just sneak by because there's no way they can actually monitor that mass of people trying to get there's in. There's no turnstile coming through that place. It's just no. Couple little flags. Hey, stay in this flag line. That's about it. Yeah, it, it feels that way. So, wow. uh, yeah, this is this is a good thing. Now, for me, it's a little bit disappointing because this kills, or at least further pushes back a dream that I've had for the Texas OU game for a long time. Have I told you my take on this? Please don't ever tell me you want a home and away. I do. You don't want to go there. Here's what I want. And a lot of Texas fans think this is my worst take. And if that's the case, well, shit, I'm doing a pretty good job. Every 10 years, I want the game to be played at the Cotton Bowl for eight of them, right? Yes. But once every decade, I want a game in Austin and once every decade, I want a game in Norman. I don't want those people here. I will say those people when they come here. No, they don't belong here. You don't think it'd be fun? Fun? Yeah. A Texas OU game in Austin at DKR? That wouldn't be fun? It'd be a great crowd. Only if they were allowed here on game day. That's it. Dude, there are Sooners who live in Austin. You are aware of this, right? No, no. There can't really be Sooners that actually live here. Yeah. yeah well, no one's living in Norman after school. Why the hell would you want to do that? I don't know. to Texas, dude, because this is the way better state. A lot of them are in Dallas, but a lot yeah, of them are in Austin. They're, they're in Dallas for the jobs. We're doing the state of Oklahoma, you know, because the fair is there at that time. We're doing them a great favor by having them get all our jobs. They're taking our good Texas jobs by – by that game being played during fair time anyway. Right. We're already handling that enough. We don't want them in Austin ever. I don't want them full-time in Austin. I don't want any more people full-time in Austin. We're going to have these fans rolling around up in here too. What, do you want that to be a neutral site? You want Texas-Florida to be a neutral game? 
No. We'll have Come Florida on, you're gonna man have road roll. fans here. That's fun. Like that's so we'll have Florida man rolling up in here in Austin. Yeah. And Florida lady. And that will be great. Are you not looking forward to SEC teams and fan I'm bases looking, coming I'm here? I'm looking forward to Georgia fans. I'm looking forward. Yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to, to seeing the real Florida man and Florida lady leave their state and come here. Yeah, that would be okay. What's wrong? I don't with want soon, no, no. What's wrong? With Sooner fans? Yeah. They're Sooner fans. We're going to go up there, too. We're going to no. invade their city for a game. There won't be anybody at the game or nobody on the visitor's side. How about that? Come, give me a break, dude. There'd be a ton of OU fans here, and there'd be a ton of Texas fans up there. Be a huge deal. Oh, the casino's still going on up that way? Yes. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you can gamble yeah. on your way up there. That's true. Come on. Texas, Texas people will stop off. Well, I didn't think that would be what would convince you to be on my side here, but maybe it is. Hey, put, build a stadium right near what, – what's the name of the casino Casino there? What, Windstar or Choctaw? Choctaw or when, no Windstar. Yeah. Do build a nice stadium near. Yeah. I don't Windstar. You want to play, yeah. you want to play just across the Oklahoma border. You there we go. That? What? Yeah. We don't want to get deep in there. We don't get all the way to Norman. Dude, It's, it's so much fun. Obviously leaving the cotton bowl with the win over Oklahoma. And unfortunately we didn't get to experience that this year, but imagine how much fun it would be if you make the trek to Norman and you get to leave the gay God. What is it? Gay Lord. Gaylord. Gaylord family stage. You get to walk out of there puffing your chest out with a road win over Oklahoma. You're telling me that wouldn't be fun? Yeah, if you could leave the state, yeah, I'd been, that'd probably be okay. That'd obviously suck. It'd be a long drive home after a loss. That's how it works. It's a long drive home from Dallas, and it'd be an even longer drive home from So Norman. that is your that's your dream. That's my that that's happen. my dream, man. I want that game. It's not like it's no. never been on campus before. Like before they played it. At the Cotton Bowl, they would play home and homes between Texas and Oklahoma. It's not like this has never happened. And whatever the games went on, it was perfectly fine. Like I've got two dreams for Texas OU: that one, and then put the game at night at the Cotton Bowl. Hell Nobody yeah! Wants that Nobody Why wants not? to see people die. I don't understand what the problem <laughs> is there. You want to really solidify yourself as the best rivalry in sports? You have to have casualties. <laughs> that's how you do it like i, I, People, I see there these, must be blood yeah, i see all these articles ranking the best rivalries in college sports and texas ou is usually in the top five you know you've got michigan ohio state you've got army navy which I'll, I'll stake the claim that that's always number one you know you've got georgia florida you've got plenty of them the iron bowl and texas ou is in there but and all you need is a couple dead bodies and that'll take you to the top i'm telling you man you can really elevate your standings in those rankings. Let me help you because you would get a couple dead bodies. You would move to the top. You know that. It'd be somebody in East Dallas who murders someone, but like if it's a Texas fan who died, they'd blame Oklahoma. And there you go. Oh, you fan who died, they'd blame Texas. There you go. Come on, man. No. You're not down with either of those? Not, not even a night with, game? No, I'm not down with the night game. What, do we I like 11 a.m.? I thought we no, all I hate 11 a.m. The game even starts. I get the hell out of there. I thought we all hate 11 a.m. kicks. Now we love 11 a.m. kicks all of a sudden. What are we doing? I would love that a little bit better than a 7 o'clock tilt there. Uh, just, that's because you want to drive home. Hell yeah, I want to I drive home alive. The best games are in prime time, Buck. God. Put it in prime time. That was one the kids can't go to. That just, that's an adults-only game. Even better. 
<laughs> in the words of Michael Jordan, F them kids. You don't <laughs> need the kids it. out there. That's They're it. the new party. Kids only. Adults only cannot bring kids with you. Yeah. So you're out on both of these, huh? Yeah. Dude, it's tough enough playing games in New Orleans at night. Yeah, that'll, oh. be, that'll be fine, won't it? I mean, I was at the Sugar Bowl a few years ago when Texas played Georgia. That's at an night. that's an adult town. No kids. Leave the kids at home on that one too. There'll You're all right kids. with that one. Yeah, there'll be kids at the Superdome that night, of course. And everything's gonna be fine in New Orleans on Bourbon Street, where a lot yeah. of shit goes down. <laughs> oh my god, it's going to be okay. Okay. Don't play scared. Don't fan scared. Okay. Don't fan scared. Don't Bring that fan scared. Night. Yeah, really. Yeah, come on, man. I think I'm more afraid of having the game up there than actually at night in the Cotton Bowl. Oh, you think I people are going to die up there? Yeah, I, I don't want to go. Nobody wants to go up there. I would love to go up there and leave with the win, man. That'd be awesome. You know how fun it is leaving College Station with the win? You get to do that, leaving Norman with the win? Come on. Just once every 10 years. I'm not saying every year it's home and home. All the bad places on earth, you wouldn't even think of Norman as being one. You would, Norman, wouldn't even, Norman would be right there on your top of the list. I wouldn't go there no matter what. I don't know. I've, I've driven through there. I've had a meal or two up there. You actually stopped there? Yeah. I went and took a leak on the field one time. I didn't tell you this? No. Yeah, I urinated on uh, Gaylord Fokker's field or whatever they call it. <laughs> I was driving up with a buddy to a Kansas basketball game at Allen Fieldhouse. And you just, just on the take... way through, you thought you'd just drop, try and piss on the field. Yeah. There were a couple Great. of kids playing ultimate Frisbee on the field. And uh, I just went in the corner, took care of my business. There you go. Yeah. Had to leave my mark there. So I got to go back and see how my piss is doing. <laughs> Steve, they still got the same turf, probably. Yeah. I, I can't imagine they do. That was. Uh... Probably five or six years ago at this they point. They got the same turf, believe that me. Happened. All right. Well, if you're against my takes, then congratulations. Uh, doesn't feel like that's happening soon. They just agreed to uh, keep the game at the Cotton Bowl through 2036. I'm excited for that. That's great. And I do wonder what time that game's going to be in the SEC, right? Like, it's been an 11 a.m. kick way more often than not in recent There's been a 2.30 kick there before, too. Yeah. Yeah. Every once in a while, it feels like it's 2.30, maybe with the move to the SEC, I mean, you would think if the SEC was still going to be on CBS, then yeah, Texas OU would be that 2.30 game every year. Right. But obviously the SEC is moving to the ESPN family of networks. So well, It all depends on what time Alabama plays that day. Right. And Alabama does get that slot a lot, don't they? Yes, yes, they do. And, you know, that's, that's fair. That's usually the game most people want to see. But Texas OU, like, I have a feeling the SEC will make sure that's the best game of that weekend. Like they, I, don't, I don't think they'll purposely try to schedule like an Alabama-Georgia type game if they're playing next year or any year or like Alabama-OU or whatever. But could be wrong on that. Um, but, yeah, there there you go. So there's the news involving the Red River Good shootouts. stuff. Yes, indeed. All right, before we get into – let's talk some NFL here in a moment. We've got yeah, some buddy. odds. We're all about the odds on Texas Sports Unfiltered. So some Vegas odds for – the top awards in the NFL. And if you're a Cowboys fan, we think you guys might like this. Uh, let's give some love to some of our fantastic sponsors. How about Dr. Greg Eckert? He's been doing this for over 28 years, 28 years of service in Central Texas as a dentist, and he is absolutely the very best. He's got a, a group of professionals do everything from general dentistry to the most advanced work. 
And I had my teeth restored, folks, in just two visits with Dr. Eckert. Got these beautiful veneers, thanks to Dr. Eckert. I couldn't be happier, man. I'm really excited. I love the smile that I've had for the last six years. I wanted to have a special kind of smile. And I got to the office, and in just two visits, we sat down. We talked about the exact color I wanted to have, uh, the, the shape of my teeth. Uh, I wanted to have that Denzel smile without having – I did want that Denzel wallet, but that didn't happen. But let me tell you, he did it for me, and he did it for me in just two visits. But find out if you're a, a candidate for dental implants. Dr. Eckert is doing tons of those right now, and he can turn your frown upside down in just one visit. Leave that same day with a smile if that's what you want to happen. Get ready for all those selfies you'll take during the holidays for sure. And Dr. Eckert can get that done. Telephone number 512-345-3166. And if you've got dental anxiety, folks, please do not let that be the reason you don't take care of your dental health, because that will affect all of your health if you don't take care of your dental health for sure. And Dr. Ecker wants to bring you on as a new patient for 2024. Give him a call once again, 512-345-3166. He's our dentist. Should be your dentist also. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. A reminder to be entered into our Cabo Bob's giveaway. All you have to do is drop a comment on YouTube or leave us a text on the code of text line, 512-222-9328. It does not matter what you say. I don't care what you say. Just say something, and you'll be entered to win that catering gift card from our friends at Cabo Bob's. That serves like 10 people. You can have a little backyard party. There you go. Those awesome burritos and bowls from Cabo Bob's. I might have to give me some Cabo Bob's for lunch today. Love that place. Love those folks. And uh, shout out to SentexTickets.com as well. I'm actually going to go see our man Shelby a little bit later. Hey, if you're looking for tickets to the Sugar Bowl, look soon because I don't think prices are going down at all. But they've got tickets for you at SentexTickets.com. Texas basketball was back in Austin this weekend. If you want to watch that game, you can get tickets at SentexTickets.com. And, of course, it's not just the Longhorns. They've got Cowboys. They've got Texans. They've got any other college sports team that you root for. Uh, they've got it all right there at centextickets.com plus concert tickets, Broadway shows, you name it. It's right there at your fingertips. Just log on and make it happen. It's a local company. They do great work. It's centextickets.com. All right, Buck. How about some updated odds in the National Football League? We'll start with some individual odds, and then we'll get to uh, some of the favorites to win the AFC and NFC championships and also the Super Bowl as well. But how about this? Current Vegas odds, according to betonline.ag, to win the NFL MVP. You've got a tie at the top. Brock Purdy. Yes. And Dak Prescott. Those are your current co-favorites to win MVP. Right now, what do you make of that? I like it. Uh, you know, everyone talks about Brock Purdy as being the system guy. How about the system fitting Brock Purdy, but not Brock Purdy but fitting the system? He's a good, solid quarterback. He's been, you know, the last two years, he's been fantastic. And his arm is strong right now. He's playing well. The whole team is playing well around this young guy. I'm, he's not a system quarterback. He's just a good quarterback. He really is. I mean, he's throwing the ball down the field. Guys are getting open. They're making plays. Needless to say, he's got a talented group to yeah. throw to, a talented run game and a talented passing game, and a fantastic defense right now. I mean, I like what he's doing. Dak Prescott's having a great year. Dak's got to win this game this weekend. This is going to be a huge game in a lot of ways for Dak Prescott. MVP, I mean, if he can beat the Eagles, they can have a split with the Eagles. 
if, if they don't, BK, it doesn't matter. Dak Prescott can have a great game. It's all going to get blamed on Dak this weekend. Uh, that's that's all everybody's good. talking about is Dak in this game. Yep. They're, not, they're not talking about this defense being able to stop, you know, the, the Eagles' the, uh, offense. They're just talking about what Dak has to do. And once again, Dak's got the weapons. The tight end's playing absolutely fantastic. I never thought that kid was going to play this good this quick. You know, after 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 they lost their due to, to the Texans, I never thought this was going to happen in one year. I thought this may happen over the course of a couple years, but this has been a, a hell of a year. Talking about Ferguson? Yeah, I didn't think – I thought Ferguson was probably – two-year plan, maybe, you know, second year into his third year. If Dak were still around, they would develop this, you know, this rapport. But, man, it's happened pretty quickly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, the tight ends have been pretty good for the Cowboys this year. But uh, the other receivers for the Dallas for Dallas right now, of course, C.D. Lamb is there. But there's that third receiver, you know, Michael Gallup still hasn't jumped out there. And when Dak starts pressing, he starts throwing to Tobert, you know, the walk-on dude. He starts getting over – over enamored with that guy and he will just fire it into a crowd to get the ball to him for oh, some that, reason that happened on one play i know what play you're talking oh, about man, no, Dak, been spreading, he's been spoiled he, if he's open like he's been spreading the ball around to everybody and it's not like Dak has thrown it too much to jalen tolbert now cooks has been getting his lately gallup's been a little bit better as of late i mean cd lamb a couple of weeks ago just became the first player in nfl oh, yeah. history to have 10 catches and 150 yards in three consecutive games so he's obviously getting his too i mean dak's doing a great job spreading the ball around right now he, he yeah, is but it's all going to be on him this week again you're right that will be the talk you're right no, that's how it works and look dak in big games i mean the cowboys as a team in big games have come up short more often than not over the last few years and i know this isn't a playoff game but god this will feel just about as important as a playoff game won't it oh, for because, sure look if the cowboys win this game it doesn't mean they're going to win the division uh, there's still four weeks left beyond this one, and the Cowboys' schedule is tough the rest of the way. But if the Cowboys lose this game, I think you can kind of stick a fork in them in terms of the NFC East. And look, the Cowboys might still have a great record, but the highest they can be is a five seed. If They'll they be on the road. Yeah, exactly. And they're going to have to do what they did last year. They'll start against a shitty NFC South team. They'll probably beat them. But then they'll have to go on the road to either Philly or San Francisco again. Wow. And... You know, that's that's not what you want. The Cowboys have been awesome at home. They've got the longest active home win streak in the NFL. Obviously, that'll be put to the test on Sunday night. Uh, but, yeah, you want to – goes without saying, you want to get playoff games in your barn, and the Cowboys just haven't been able to do that. So, well, I said they would split this year, so I believe they still will. Yeah, if they split and the Cowboys get the dub on Sunday, then the teams will be tied record-wise atop the NFC East. I don't know who technically will be in first place – a lot of weird tiebreaker rules. Obviously, they'll have the same record. They'll have split the head-to-head. A division record, I think, is the same right now. So it goes down the line. But tiebreakers don't matter that much right now. It obviously matters what happens uh, once you get to week 18. But there you go. See, here's – okay, back to this MVP stuff, Buck. Maybe this is Cowboy Homer and me coming out right now. But, like, how can Brock Purdy win MVP? Is he even like a top five player on his team? Oh, he's he probably a, about the fourth or fifth best player on his team. I don't, I don't know if he is, dude. I don't even know if he is. Like McCaffrey, Debo, yes. Bosa, Warner, uh, Tafunga the safety before he got hurt. Uh, Trent Williams on the offensive line. Yeah, you can't leave out Trent Williams for sure. 
Like uh, maybe Chase Young, although he hasn't been there long enough. So if you don't want to put him in that mix, I'm sure I'm forgetting one or two. So like, this is not Brock Purdy sucks. He's a system quarterback. He's not good. This is not me saying that, but like, how are you MVP of the league if you're not even close to being the best player on your team? Like maybe Dak's not the best player on Dallas, right? That's probably Micah Parsons. Yes. And we'll get to defensive player of the year in a moment. Uh, maybe you can make the case that CeeDee Lamb is is there too, but you know, like Dak is is in the conversation for being the best player on his team. He's in Brock the top Purdy's, five players on his team for sure. T- probably top three. Brock Purdy is not there. So that's like Purdy's having a great year, a great year. And his numbers are actually very comparable to Dak Prescott this season. And coming off that injury. And the Niners beat the crap out of the Cowboys this season. And uh, I think they've got the same record right now as, as teams. So like Purdy deserves to be in the conversation, I guess, but I, I don't know, man. Like I just, I have a hard time thinking that an MVP for any sport can be a guy who's not. I'll even say this. If he doesn't split, player. if he doesn't split with the Cowboys, he's not getting the MVP. He doesn't win the game this weekend. Dak? And he just has a so-so game. You you're know? saying this is like Bo Nix? Like if Bo Nix, since he lost to Washington, Jerry, he can't win yeah. the Heisman? Yeah, you're not going to be able to lose to this team twice. you got to beat them once. Yeah, I, I don't know if that completely eliminates Dak from the MVP conversation, right? Like if he plays well, even if the Cowboys lose and the Cowboys play well in the last month of the year and, and they win 11 or 12 games and Dak's putting up the numbers he has been putting up, I, I still think he could win it. But obviously a good performance this weekend would go a ways into helping him win it. Yeah, for the for the 40, 49ers, they just got everybody's back healthy. That's that's yeah. all. They just got a hell of a team. That's yeah. all. They, they've got great players all all around the place. The secondary, the linebacking core, the wide receiving core, the offensive line, the defensive line. They, that guy's just surrounded by great players, yeah. and that doesn't make him a bad quarterback. I mean, he's still the leader. He's still that dude is still the leader of that football team. Yeah, he's doing I mean, a great man. job, man. Like and those and, the, and his teammates talk about him like he's the leader of the football team. They saw what happened last year when he wasn't playing against Philadelphia. You're right. You know, they they understood what that meant and how they didn't get to the kids. They didn't, you know, they never got to the Super Bowl because that guy wasn't there. If that dude's there, it's different. And I know Philadelphia was different last year. They're doing a lot of things unlike they did last year. They're, they're, they're not the same team as they were last year either, Philadelphia. So, I mean, they're very vulnerable in their secondary right now. And Dak better take advantage of that in order to stay in this. If he doesn't take advantage of Philadelphia's secondary this week, that will be – I mean, yeah, it's like an elimination game for the MVP. Yeah, I mean, Philly's Philly's 10-2 and two right now. Uh, but you're right, their defense has been weaker. Everyone's kind of pointing to Jalen Hurts as to why the Eagles just don't look as good as they did last year, even though they still have the best record in the league. Uh, Hurts has been fine. It's that defense that is oh, yeah. middle of the pack to below average in a lot of important statistical categories. So – uh, that group, they lost some players in the offseason. They lost their defensive coordinator, of course, and Jonathan Gannon, who's now the head man in Arizona. Their and running back had a great year who left last year. I mean, it took him a while to get going, but he had a fantastic year for him. They don't run the ball as well as they do this year. They just, they just, you know, they had a, a, a couple guys running this year. Swift is pretty good, but uh, yeah. uh, last year's running back, who took off, I think, to the Colts. Sanders? Uh, yeah. Panthers. Panthers, he just had a fantastic year last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jalen Hurts is third, by the way, in MVP odds, followed by Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson rounds out your top five. Tyreek Hill is pretty close. Tyreek Hill's got the seventh best odds right now. He's Yeah, why wouldn't that guy be involved? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a receiver. 
You don't see too many non-quarterbacks win MVP nowadays. Uh, but, man, Tyreek Hill, he, he talked a big game before the year, saying he was going to get to 2,000. He's got a chance, yeah. Definitely has a chance. Uh, somebody asked about C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud, it looks like, is ninth right now. He's 50-1. to one. His odds took a hit because, I think, of the injury to Tank Dell, honestly. Oh, yeah. I think people are assuming uh, C.J. Stroud's production might dip a little bit because a guy who's been one of his favorite targets and one of the best rookies right. in football – is uh, out for the year. Uh, defensive player of the year. Once again, I tease this. It's good news if you're a Cowboys fan. Dak Prescott, a co-favorite to win MVP. Right now, Micah Parsons is your favorite to win defensive player of the year. What about their cornerback? Mr. The Interception King guy. Is he in the top five? Uh, he's number four. I'm surprised he's still that high after getting cooked by DK Metcalf last they Thursday. After him. They'll be after him again. Yeah, I mean, Deron Bland's very good, and obviously the pick six stat is uh, is awesome, and no one's ever done that in the history of the league. But no, Deron Bland's not a top-five defensive player in football. Like He no. he should not be uh, in for that award. But Micah Parsons, a very, very slight favorite over Miles Garrett, and then T.J. Watt is third. Feels like, to me, one of those three guys is going to win. It's kind of been the case the last couple of years, right? Like yes, One of those absolutely. three should win defensive player of the year. Uh, Miles Garrett has been the favorite for most of the year. Honestly, if I had a vote, I think I would give it to Miles Garrett right now. As, as good as Micah Parsons is and as good as he has been. Uh, Miles Garrett's been a freak this season, though, for Cleveland. Weird stat that I heard this morning about Micah Parsons. He doesn't have a sack against the Eagles on a third down pass in his career. That's a very nitpicky stat to try to dunk on the Cowboys, isn't it? Well, isn't it? I mean, have a sack weird. on third down in the fourth quarter of a game decided by seven points. Isn't that weird? Yeah, I guess. I thought you were going to say he doesn't have a sack against the Eagles in his career. Then I would have been like, oh, right, no, no, on third down, good. on third down. That's that's just a weird that's just a weird stat for him, I would think. That's God, that is. Third dude. down? Who on found that? Down? Was that was that Stephen A just dunking on the Cowboys today? No, nobody to was dunking on They just said that's just, just an odd thing for the Cowboys when they were, when they were talking about the Cowboys' defense and how well they'll, they'll have to play against the Eagles. You just they just said that that stat is a stress. I said that's a strange stat. Third yeah, downs, man. no sacks against that particular group. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he doesn't have first down sacks on passing down, you know, passing the ball. He's probably 14 got 14 sacks on first, second, and fourth down. Oh, yeah. None on third. So it's we gotta talk about that. Uh, what about coach of the year? I'm gonna ask you who would be your coach of the year right now in the NFL before I give you the uh odds. Bill Belichick. <laughs> Dude, we got to watch that guy tonight. That dude is gone. I told you beginning of the season, that's it. You're watching Bill Belichick's last season. I did say that. You this did. is this is it. They're the worst team in the AFC, and we've got to watch them on Thursday night football. I guess we don't have to. Like, I would encourage you to go do something else instead of watching Pat Steelers. It's Bailey Zappi versus Mitch Trubisky. Wow. Like, yeah, because Kenny Tiny Hands Pickett is out. He's so got a ankle. Backup QB versus backup QB, and yeah, the Patriots. I mean, I, who's like Travis's quarterback this year? Ditta. Yeah, that guy's better than Zappy or Mac Jones. There right you now. go. Thank you very much. Yeah. So Belichick's your coach of the year. Yeah, I don't see him on the board right no, now. No, he's not on the board. Oh, Dang hard it. to believe. He's going to be the first out. He will be first out if it's not the guy. You think they're going to fire him? Or will it just be like uh, mutual oh, no, it's gonna parting be, of the ways? Yeah, I, and I don't think Bill Belichick's going to coach any longer. Really? 
I don't know, if I had seven trophies, I probably would say, you know what? I still have some money left. I still got these trophies. Why do I want to continue to do this madness? Well, that guy clearly has an ego to him. And he lost the divorce with Tom Brady. Because Brady went somewhere else and won a Super Bowl. Right. And the Patriots, I know they made the playoffs once without Brady. But they haven't been very good. And there's no way Belichick is cool with just accepting that. Like well, I, I think he wants to go somewhere else to an already established team and just try to win one so he can say that he won the divorce or at least held his own in that matchup. Well, they, they need to get a trophy ready for Kyle Shanahan because that guy's probably going to end up getting it. Yeah. Is he your coach of the year right now? I think, I think so. I mean, really? his team, when his team has got it going on, I mean, the last two times I've seen them, when they played really good teams like the Eagles and the Cowboys – they plastered that group. Yeah, they had their 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 that's that streak where they lost three straight games, which is kind of unheard of with that group. Yeah. No matter how many players they lose off of that team, the three straight was unbelievable. But right now, they are hitting on all cylinders, and anybody in their way, they're not just beating them; they're beating them down. And that includes the Cowboys and the Eagles. They're, you know, I think they who they have this week: Seattle, Seattle. Look out for another beatdown. Yeah, they're you like know, Smith. Ten and a half point favorites. Oh, yeah. That game. Damn. Uh, all right. Kyle Shanahan has the fifth best odds. To me, this one's easy. And it's not even the favorite who is uh, coach of the year right now. Tamiko Ryans has to be the coach of the year in the NFL. He has to. Well, I was going to say he, I thought he'd be maybe second, first, or second. I was thinking maybe second. Well, are you okay over there? You, you falling asleep on me? No, I'm thinking, I'm trying to think. D'Amico, year one, what he's done. Yeah, because nobody thought – I mean, I, I thought they were going to win two games, two to three yeah, games. exactly. They were expected to be like the worst team in football. Yeah, I was thinking they were going to have two – I thought they'd have two wins this year. They've been the worst team in the league the last three years, and everyone was dunking on them. Oh, you traded your first-round pick next year? You guys are going to suck again. Arizona's yeah. going to have the top two picks in the draft because they're going to be awful, and they're going to have the Texans pick. The Texans stink. They, they've got a winning record right now, and they're in the playoff hunt. Like True. that – Dan Campbell is the Vegas favorite, and he's doing a great job with Detroit. But the Lions were the favorites to win the division. That's right. They were favored to win. So, like, they're having a great year. They're, they're nine and three right now. He's doing great work. But come on, the Texans were supposed to be ass this season, and they could make the playoffs at the end of the year with a rookie quarterback. How is that not coach of the year stuff right there? Yeah, that's true. And to me, he should be the favorite. He's three to one. Dan Campbell's two to one. So it's close. Maybe if the Texans do find their way into the postseason, that will get uh, D'Amico Ryan's that award. But Miami's coach getting any love in there? Uh, McDaniel is fourth right now. Okay. So it goes Dan Campbell one, D'Amico two, Shane Steichen at Indy, another first year coach with a backup quarterback. Colts would actually be in the playoffs, I think, if the season ended today. He's doing a good job. Okay. Uh, McDaniel four, and then Kyle Shanahan five. So there's your there's yeah. Your Kyle way. Shanahan's because of his team, you know, his coaching. You know, they talk about how great a coach he is, but boy, when you got the talent that he that he rolls out there, you got to do something with the talent. Just can't have the talent. You got to be able to control and and have those guys react to how you are as a head coach. And boy, they are reacting now. Yeah, yeah they're they like are. the mad bunch to me. You know what I'm saying? Not just a football team that knows that they're good, but they're they're just trying to take you know move the bodies and put them in position that they want to put them in right now. They, they're good. Talking they about really good. Who are you talking about? 
the San Francisco 49. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're, they're the best. I mean, they're the Super Bowl favorites right now. Um, and they should be right. I mean, what, what they just did to Philadelphia in Philly was ridiculous. They are three to one right now to win the Super Bowl. Kansas city and Philadelphia have, uh, are tied with the second best odds in the league. And the Cowboys are, what are they? Six to one, eight to one. No, uh, nine to one. Ooh, that's not a bad bet this time of the year. Six best odds to win it all. The Dallas Cowboys at nine to one, and the Texans are at eighty to one. Don't even dare. Don't even no. have Doc Trade take a bet on that. No, don't make that move. Now that one ain't happening. Sorry no. to let you down, kids. Uh, all right, before we um, wrap things up, we got a little baseball to get into. I guess. We'll talk a little bit about Thursday night football tonight, although I feel like we already did. Uh, Woods Comfort Systems. Yeah, um, man. Your people over there. They've My got you be- hooked up with the uh, the heater that's running right now in your place. And they'll be here on the 12th. They'll be here next week ready to roll, making sure I'm ready for the 17th of December, winter, as winter will arrive on the 17th. So I, I'm, I've made sure that, that uh, the guys over there, of course uh, – Travis will be over to, to fix up and look up everything that we need to have done to winterize this home. And uh, they've done it in the summertime. They do it in the wintertime. You know, you make sure you get when you get a contract with them, it's a real live contract and it's fulfilled. Believe me, they do a great job and they've been doing it for over 60 years. Now they're into plumbing BK and they'll do a wonderful job at that too. So if you want, if you haven't got those ducts and everything in your home ready and cleaned out for when you hit that heat, I don't know if many people have hit the heat yet. And there are some people that can last, not me. I'm old. I, I need the warmth. So that baby comes on in the morning. So I, I love the work that they've done. They're coming to make sure that my home is winterized and they can do the same for you. Absolutely. Woodscomfortsystems.com. That's the website. 60 years of the best HVAC work that you can find. They also do plumbing as well here in Central Texas. Go to their website, woodscomfortsystems.com, for more information. And uh, shout out to Great Blue Heron Furniture. Dot com. I'm looking at the site right now on my phone, dude. This stuff is gorgeous. High-quality leather, high-quality fabrics and hides. They are going to custom-make the piece of your dreams. If you're looking for a sofa, if you're looking for a recliner, if you're looking for some bar stools, ottomans, home decor, whatever. They do rugs, they do bedding, they do pillows, they do everything. It's all custom. It's all built to last, too. This is furniture that's going to last you for decades. It's be like the last couch you ever have to buy. Yes. Make This is an important investment. You're going to be using your couch or your recliner a lot. Make sure you buy something that is high quality, something that looks great, something that's comfortable to sit in, of course, but also something that is going to last you and your family forever. GreatBlueHairAndFurniture.com. That's the website. Use the promo code HOOKEM. You are going to get 15% off. That's right, 15% off. They've got a bunch of great sales going on the site right now. You'll take 15% on top of those great deals at greatblueheronfurniture.com. Longhorn-owned company. Most of the manufacturing is done right here in the state of Texas. Telling you, you will not regret buying a piece from greatblueheronfurniture.com. Let me ask you this. When you, when you, when you were talking about Bill Belichick, you just think he'll, he's not going away willingly? You think that he's just he's just going to try to prove a point that he can get it done? They don't have a quarterback, and they don't have a they don't have a they barely have a backup quarterback. And in this league, and in the league that they're in, it's I don't understand. I mean, you'd have to have somebody. He's got to draft another quarterback. 
Yeah. Plus, he, obviously, he needs some coaches. He can't have his son and his daughter or whoever's coaching with him. Can't have a whole full family of Belichick's coaching every part of that football team. Hard to believe that uh, Bill O'Brien has not worked out as the offensive coordinator there. I'm shocked. Let me tell you, stunned that that's happening. Um, I don't think he stays in New England. I think he goes to coach somewhere else. Like I think there's a mutual parting of the ways. And I'll give you credit. You had this pick before I did, but I I, I sure feel like Belichick's uh, time in New Orleans, New Orleans, New England is coming to an end after this season because they're bad and I don't think he wants to go through a rebuild and I don't think Robert Kraft wants to allow Bill Belichick to draft the players that are going to take the Patriots out of the rebuild because that's been Belichick's problem we know how great he is as a head coach he has not been a great personnel guy and uh, since he's been given more and more power to kind of handle all of those personnel moves it's felt like the Patriots have been one of the worst drafting teams in the NFL and I mean that roster is just bereft of talent right now like it's not like their roster's awesome, and they've got two wins. Now, that's one of the worst rosters in football. Yeah, it is. Now, Bill Belichick, to me, you you said it with the slip-up when you said New Orleans would, would be pretty good there because that defense, no matter what, the New Orleans Saints have been pretty decent on defense. Even when they have terrible offense, defense pretty good. I, I, can, imagine, I can imagine Bill Belichick going to a place like New Orleans mm-hmm. and getting some things turned around. Yeah, I, mean, I, I wonder if Belichick – like because New Orleans is not – are they really a contender right now? I don't think so. They might make the playoffs, but that's just because that division is awful. I mean, if he's as good a coach as we know he really is defensively, I mean, he's going to take – he's leaving some of that junk behind. He can keep Petey Carmichael as the offensive coordinator. He knows the Carmichael family. His dad coached with me at Boston College. So, I mean, Bill Belichick, well, I, I can just – yeah, I can, I can see him at a place like that and turning it around and make it a little bit better. But he's got to get rid of that offensive staff. And like you said, it's not about the staff. It's about the people that they have. They don't have anybody. No. no you said they don't have a backup quarterback. The problem is they have two backup quarterbacks. They don't yeah. have a starting quarterback. Well, they have third-string quarterbacks. Yeah, maybe. Honestly, with what we've seen from Mac Jones and Bailey yeah. Zappi this year. Um, I don't know. I, I think he goes to a place that already has a quarterback that can win. And that's not New Orleans because Derek Carr sucks. Yeah. Uh, maybe the Chargers – with Herbert, like maybe that's like I'm trying to think of jobs that could open up in the NFL that already has a franchise quarterback in place. And maybe there's one or two more that come up that I just don't know about and none of us know about right now. Yeah, if you told me Bill was turning 60 instead of like 73. Yeah, maybe he is maybe he is done, but I'm telling you, man, I just I think his uh pride, his hubris, whatever you want to call it, is going to get in the way. I think he's gonna to want to try something with somebody else. My guess is he doesn't want to leave New England. I just they'll call it a right. mutual parting of the ways. It'll really be a firing. Sure. Uh, I think I think Kraft is more ready to move on than Belichick. So I think Belichick wants to give it one last shot somewhere else. But if he's going to take another job as one of the best coaches in the history of the NFL, he's not going to leave a rebuilding gig to take a rebuilding gig. Right. Gonna, that's what I said. New Orleans doesn't seem like New Orleans doesn't seem like a rebuilding gig. It just they don't have a quarterback. Coach. I don't have a quarterback, though. Like, you can't win in this league without a quarterback, and they're not going to be bad enough to draft Caleb Williams or Drake May. Like, I, I see why New Orleans would want him. I just don't know why Bill Belichick would want New Orleans, you know? Yeah, but why would Bill Belichick want to stay where he is? He knows how bad it is there. Right. He just There's other options. Yeah, that's my point. Like, there are other options. Like, I, I think I think teams would want to hire him or not. Maybe, maybe other teams are like, the game's passed you by, Bill. Yeah. We're done. Like, 
hey, great run. Uh, thank you for kicking our ass for two decades. Oh, yeah, yeah, taking all our taking all our Super Bowl trophies away from us, our opportunities. Yeah. We knew where the Super Bowl was going to go for seven years, dude. Thank you. Oh, Thanks a yeah. lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. But that game tonight, yeah, New England at Pittsburgh. You got any 5,000-unit play for this one? That's a horrible game. Steelers there's there's got to be poker or something somewhere that yeah, you gonna, can play. I don't think I have plans right now, but I'm going to make plans. There you go. I don't have to watch TNF tonight. Pittsburgh is a six-point favorite uh, against – That's got to be a home game for Pittsburgh then. It is, yeah. It's at uh, – I don't know if it's Heinz Field anymore, but I'm still going to call it Heinz Field. Uh, Shout-out to Top Gun, Rentals and Lawn Equipment. Yes, indeed. I'm going to go see our guy Brandon Mars tomorrow. Uh, if you've got some stuff you need to get done, once again, not a lot of football going on this weekend, especially on Saturday. So if you've been putting off some projects at your home or place of business and you need some tools to make it happen, you can get those tools at Top Gun. They do rentals and they do sales. Hey, it's going to be a warm Saturday. Get out there and get some work done. Absolutely. Great selection. The biggest brands, fantastic prices. They've got two Austin area locations, one up north in Anderson Square, one down south on South First Street, or you can check them out online at topgun.net. Top Gun, we will shoot you straight. And also, who am I missing? Is there anybody else? No, we got Doc. We got them all today. We got them all. One uh, one quick shout out to our travel partners again, the folks who yes, allowed sir. us to go to uh, Texas OU, our friends at Hayes City Store down in Driftwood down south. Oh man, that patio this weekend with that oh yeah warm December weather. Come on now, good stock by Nolan Ryan. Love the beef. They've already committed to be a partner with us for uh, New Orleans as well. Check them out, goodstocktx.com, or go see their butcher shop in Round Rock and in Port O'Connor Premier Lodge. If you're a hunter or a fisher, how about this? All-inclusive guided trips down there in Port O'Connor. Check them out, pocpremierlodge.com. We've got Texas volleyball tonight in the Sweet 16. Shout-out to the women's basketball team. Uh, They won yesterday. Texas men's team didn't come close to winning. Uh, but the Texas women's team got the uh, got the job done last night. And now we got to bring out the randomizer. Oh, yeah. Bring it up. Come on. Let it let the ping pong balls fall. It's like okay. the lottery. Let me uh, let me do some work here. Hold on. All right. The winner. That no was winner yet. that was legit. The winner of the Cabo Bob's. $150 catering gift certificate is somebody who texted in on the text line with a 940 number. I don't want to read his whole number on the phone or okay, her whole number job. on the phone. 940. If that's you, congratulations. I'll text that you. Was. Hopefully you're listening, but I'll text you looking for your information so we can find out where to uh, send that Cabo Bob's catering gift certificate. Boy, that's sophisticated, that randomizer. I like that a lot. Did you I'm see all the work I was doing mullet. over here? I'm doing the mullet over, and I'm using that this year instead of my hand in the jar. All these buttons that's I was hitting? Randomizer. Yeah. Just to make some stuff happen? That's now, a lot I'm, of work going on here, dude. I'm going to the ping pong balls this year. I'm going to show you this uh, video of this old lady here who's a Cowboys fan. I keep forgetting to show you this. We can bring Wags on here for a little chaos. No, you need, what you need to do is bring Wags on for that that dude, your buddy down here in Houston. Tell oh, about. okay. All right. Yeah, we'll save the Cowboys. That. We'll save the Cowboys video in a second. Here's Wags. No Rodney today. Rodney's a little bit under the weather. So, what? Uh, I'm, going to, I'm going to stick around for the first 15 or 20 minutes. Then and I'll the be box. back. 
after oh, I let my, let my guy in the gate so he doesn't get devoured by the dogs. Yeah, I was wondering, like, I was wondering how we were going to do this hot swap and stuff because I, I figured Bucky probably had to use the bathroom or, or whatnot too. Like, I'm well, I'm I up there in eight, or I got to pee. Like after my hour mark, that's usually when when Jeff's not in. Like right away, I'm like, all right, man, I really got to piss. I don't know where the hell Al's at. You know what I mean? <laughs> you well, got to pee every hour. Dude, I so something right, I got something going on as well, man. You got the cup down there, huh? Of course, I got one. You know the ones you do the paint brush dealer. Of course, that's wide enough to hold all that. That's what I'm talking about. The wide mouth. That's that's the veteran move right there, man. Yeah, the wide course. mouth cup. You just put it right under the desk and you go. Yeah. Like no one's like and I you can smile. be going right now. No one I ever. Knows. The Dr. Record teeth. I'm like. <laughs> no one ever knows, man. No, no one but knows. yeah, I probably, I probably, I got to piss probably every hour. I know what to get you for Christmas. Yeah, I'll get you some plastic Thank cups. You. Thank you. God, you, gotta, it. you have to Great pee every hour, guys. No, I no, I don't. I don't. I don't. You should get that checked out, Wags. That's not normal, dude. No, no it's you, not normal at all, man. I'm. You know what it is? I'm afraid that I'm going to hear something that something's really wrong. So I I, I don't want to go into the doctor. I'd rather just die. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, that's yeah. I'm pretty sure your wife is in on that. No, uh, she's listen. not. No, I'm no, it's like and it even comes out like at a 45 degree angle, so something's definitely up. <laughs> wow. I didn't need to know all of that. 